Panzercrush.com <laughs> to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are your hosts, Jessica! And I am Chris Eaton. Hey, we're back! Yes, we are! Thank you so much for those who are waiting or wondering where I was. Yes. Uh, so, you know, I, I think I explained in the last show I did that you had uh, some stuff happen. I don't want to go too deep into it, so... Oh, it's okay. I didn't yeah. want... For those who see on my Facebook page, my father suddenly passed. And I'm an uh, only child, so it's just me and my mom here in the U.S. So I have been taking care of a lot of things for us. And for those who unfortunately have gone through what I've gone through, especially when it's sudden, you know there's a lot of work behind it. Just everything. (laughs) Everything. So, you know, know, when that happened, this was already a couple months ago. So for those who don't know, unfortunately... (laughs) But uh, I, I, I told Jessica at the time, like, take all the time in the world. We can wait. So I found ways to fill it in that month, that time. But I, you know, I, I reached out to her. I'm like, look, the movie's out. How are you feeling? And she was like, we must record sooner than later. It was her. This is her. Like, like she's like, we got to get back out there. We have to talk about this movie. And, of course, if you're living under a rock and you listen to the show, we are talking about what, Jessica? King of the Monsters. <gasps> Five-year Odyssey has finally arrived. Oh, my God. Five-year Odyssey. Five years. Five years between Godzilla. 2014, Legendary's Godzilla. And this long five years. A very long. Because at Comic-Con, right after that Godzilla movie, they announced, like, we got Ghidra. We got Rodan. We got Mothra. They're going to be in the next film. And I think the initial release date that says, like, it's going to come out summer 2018. And Kong was going to be summer 2016 because they announced them back to back. And they're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then they're like, and there's going to be another Pacific Rim in there somewhere. And then, much like everything, nothing goes according to plan and everything got bumped back a whole year. But that, that, it feels like it was already like just a, like a whisper of a memory. Like it just feels like time went by. It actually felt like time passed by very quickly. Yes. There's a lot of other stuff we were like, there were two Avengers, three Avengers films in that time. That's was, true. We had other things to occupy ourselves at the time. And there was a Japanese Godzilla movie in that time. Yeah, yeah, Shingo Jira. Although, I do believe that for some of us, there's an overlap between those who love the MCU and those who mm-hmm. love Kaiju. But for some people, King of the Monsters was their endgame. Very much was. I was. So <laughs> like, I mean, they didn't care for Endgame, and it's fine. But look, this I'm, was their Endgame. I made it very clear in the last episode, like because I recorded mm, like a week before Endgame came out. I'm like, look, I'm looking forward to Endgame. I'm not looking forward to it as much as I'm looking forward to Detective Pikachu, John Wick <laughs> Three, and of course King of the Monsters. I'm like, I almost felt like. Endgame was a, a mountain I had to climb over so that I could get into the month of May and finally enjoy these three films. I was looking forward to more than anything else the rest of the year. 
And believe me, Endgame, great. Saw it once, I'm good. I'll wait till the DVD, I'll watch it again. I didn't need to see it 3,000 times. I saw the first Avengers 20 times. This? And, oh, Infinity War? No, the first one. Oh, the Infinity first Infinity. Avengers, uh, 2012. I saw it literally yeah, yeah, like yeah. nine times when that thing came out. Because at the time... I like, love that one. And I think there's parallels to this movie we're going to talk today in that Avengers film. Because it's like, this is something I haven't seen on the big screen really ever. Like, they gave you all these heroes together. Like, there was a wishful thinking when we were children. And then it's like, all of a sudden, it's reality. And Josh Whedon's doing it. You're like, what What magnificent timeline am I living in? <laughs> <clears throat> and that's kind of what we got. Like, once we got over that hump, I'm like, all right, spoilers, Tony's dead. Cap's old. He got that dance. We're good. Moving on. <laughs> I got Detective Pikachu. Lived up. John Wick. Snapped the guy's neck with a book. Awesome. And then came into King of the Monsters. And pretty much, I think I was one of only like three people in our group that had not seen any early screening of it. Because I kept... A, I couldn't because I had other things going on. But B, it was like, you know what? Part of me is just, I want to wait that opening night. Like, I've waited this long. What's another two weeks? And believe me, Jessica, it was well worth it. So it was. Oh, it was. Also, this podcast is full of spoilers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so right off the bat, we're... We're, we're jumping right into spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen it, oh, go watch it. Then come back and listen to this episode because I think we're going to probably be running a little long with it because there's a lot to talk about. And uh, we're just going to delve into all kinds of wacky shit. So strap in. And this, I don't want to hear any complaints later on. I'm like, can you guys say I'm like, no, tell you right now. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. In fact, I'm probably going to put it in the titles too. So uh, that being said, uh, I'm going to... Turn the table over to Jessica. Ooh, okay. Ladies first. I, I mean, you can already tell from my, 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 my tonal affliction what I'm already thinking. I want to know what you thought of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I really, really loved it. Mm-hmm. Now, no film is perfect. Mm-hmm. As we said earlier with Endgame, don't think too deep into the time travel. Mm-hmm. Just don't. Let it go. It's all about Cap getting that last dance. Yeah. You know, don't, don't think about Cap. Was he mm-hmm. selfish? Was he not selfish? We don't, we don't know, we don't care. But I do really love it because all I wanted was giant monsters, kaijus, fighting, and I got exactly that. And I wanted more than one fight. I didn't want something that accumulated at the end. I mm. wanted to see it kind of spread out throughout the film. Mm. And that's exactly what I got. So I am one of those, uh, one of my best friends, Sam, pointed out that during parts where I'm very excited about, Mm -hmm. I tend to cross my legs like a child (laughs) on the movie seat, and then I lean forward, so I'm just into the screen, and then when that moment passes, whatever, the fight, whatever moment, I start clapping but not like the adult clapping, mm. like a little child clapping because like, they're about to get ice cream. Yes. So I get very, very excited, and I'm three years old again. So I got exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I was perfectly content and very, very happy. Obviously, there's always cons to every film, but I really loved it, and I saw it more than once, Yes, clearly. But I... I just, it was everything that I, I wouldn't say it's like a lower expectation. It's mm-hmm. more like as long as I got more action than the first film mm-hmm. and I got the fights that I wanted mm-hmm. 
And would you say that the then, previews, then I'm I'm just really happy with it. Would you say that the previews sold you exactly the bill of goods that the movie was? Yes, okay. because the trailers show that there will be humans involved mm-hmm. in the film. They were involved in the amount that I was hoping would kind of be their maximum. I mean, there were a couple moments where. As if the screen can see me, mm-hmm. I was using my hand to wave and be like, "Go away, person!" So I can see what's going on in the background. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, for me, the big one was Millie Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. She was used. The film didn't need to have her in it, but I do understand she's popular due to Stranger Things. And there's the new, I think, see, uh, chapter not chapter three, but series three. You know, season three is coming out. Yeah, I believe on Netflix. So. I understand from a marketing standpoint, you want to capitalize on her. Uh, she was used to the maximum that I really needed her to. So she wasn't, to me, not overly annoying. Mm-hmm. She wasn't also me thinking, why why, is she, why, did, why did a kid just pop up and leave? Mm-hmm. So she was just well enough used. She was really mainly that and a few other who, humans were just my main concern. But I understand that every Godzilla film has humans in it. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't, just like Shingo Jura, I didn't mind that the people were in it. Mm-hmm. Oddly mind the husband-wife team by Aaron Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen in the first one. Yeah, because they were, they were. I mean, look, looking back at that film... I think it depends on how the humans are used. Exactly. Looking back at that film, like you could definitely say now, especially for the universe they're building... Godzilla, the, the, the 2014 one, is definitely following, I think I brought this up before, it's following the Batman Begins, like the Batman, the Nolan trilogy um, uh, pacing. So if you watch Batman Begins, it's it's very much like, here's everything that we all like about Batman, we're trying new things, and then, okay, we figure that, now we're moving to the Dark Knight. We have things established, and people are already buying into this universe, we can move right. into bigger, grander more meteor things. Now that you brought it up, mm-hmm. I think the reason for me that Godzilla 2014, when Godzilla was on screen, it's great. Yeah. But when he mostly wasn't, I call it the Nolan Batman. Mm-hmm. You cannot name him Batman if he only shows up for 18 minutes and 23 seconds, mm-hmm. which is what happened in the last Nolan film. Yeah. Actual Batman. The fact that we got to see a film named Godzilla, mm-hmm. King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. And we saw Godzilla more than a couple of times mm-hmm. as the king of the monsters. Yes. I am very much happy. I don't need I don't need the name of the titular character on the poster to be a cameo. Mm-hmm. So I don't I didn't want Godzilla to be a cameo. And I'm glad that we got to see, you know, Ghidorah early. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't see, I was afraid they would. He would show up at the end. My God, did, that, that was look. That that was one of the shocking things. Like he literally shows up at the end of the first act. Like I'm like, oh, I know. You are like, okay, they are nose diving into this. I'm like, well, first off, good for you because here. And again, this is the one thing I've, I've always brought up that no one ever gets. And I Skull Kong Skull Island got it to an extent. The monsters are very much the characters in the film. Right, and that's what that, that's definitely what Cloverfield didn't get. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, yeah, um, I would talk shit on that movie all day long because that is everything wrong with how you do a giant monster film. People are like, I, I know people who you hate Cloverfield so hate. My God. much. So as much as I was hyped for this, 
you can imagine 2007. There has not been a big budget Godzilla or giant monster movie since the TriStar film. Nothing of it. J.J. Abrams riding that wave of Lost and a bunch of other stuff. Like, I'm doing a giant monster movie. I'm like, and it's this weird, like, technically small budget film that kind of came out of nowhere. Like, it was in front of Transformers. I'm like, are you kidding? A big, like, it was all I was obsessed with for six months. I, every little bit of, like, every, everything. That's the monster. Is that the monster? Is that Bubba? All this stuff. All the reviews come out. Like, oh my God, this movie's like, a, like, it's, it's, it's like the second coming of Godzilla. It's like, it's, I'm like, cool. Opening night, I was there back when they were still doing midnight shows. Oh yeah, the midnight, yeah. midnight shows. shows. It was you like wait. first show midnight. <laughs> My buddy roll and I rolled in. We sat down. After that initial attack, I'm like, cool. And then you finally see the creature, and then the movie goes violently downhill from there. And I remember getting up, walking out, and my buddy turned to me. He's like, "Hey, wow, that was kind of cool. What'd you think?" And I remember sitting there. And there's only one other time in my life that I had this exact same feeling. It was when I was 14 years old and I walked out of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> Never have I been so viciously disappointed in a film. Like, just, I was angry at the world. I, we went to, I remember, we went to Dennis, we sat there and I was like, that was awesome, wasn't it? I'm like, to be honest with you, Mike, I, I kind of hated that film. And his eyes went wide. He's like, dude, that was everything you loved. I'm like, no, it's not. That is, you know what that is? That is someone who loves the movie Aliens, an alien. And all they did was put a giant monster in there. All the characters are douchebags. I hate every single person on film on the, in that in this movie. The monster, none of the monster stuff makes zero sense. I hate, that design is garbage. Because you know what it is? It was everything that was coming out of like a PS3 game at the time. It was every, like, knuckle-dragging, just, like, weird alien-looking thing. I'm like, none of this. They, they, no, they don't understand how to make a monster movie. Now, mind you, Drew Goddard, who wrote the script, and uh, Matt Reeves, who, have, who directed it, have gone on to make wonderful things. I've loved everything those two men have done since. And I've done, I love a lot of stuff that the cast has done since. I cannot go back and watch that movie without being filled with rage every time I look at it. So... Every time one of these things comes out, like all my friends are like, "Ooh, you didn't like Cloverfield? You're not gonna like this." Same thing with with Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim lived up to everything that I wanted to. Godzilla 2014, I was happy with it because the last time we got a Godzilla movie in America, it, it was not. It was definitely not that. And this one, oh my god, it lived up to everything. It, those those magnificent trailers, it lived up to everything. Like they finally got someone who understood what makes these movies tick. Like. The monsters are very much the characters in the film. And not only that, but at the same time, like, they took every little, like, they, 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 they took a buffet and made a masterful meal out of it. They, so they, they took a little bit of everything from every incarnation and molded it into this beautiful goulage of delicious flavors that is this movie. Like, I... Like I'm believing this whole this whole episode is gonna be me blowing smoke up this movie's ass, but I don't want to get too far into it before I continue to ramble on Jessica. Any any other any other words before we start breaking down like smaller bits of this thing? Ooh, I because I love the film so much, and mm -hmm. obviously we would go more into detail. Mm -hmm. It kind of breaks my heart a little bit when someone who's a huge Godzilla fan doesn't like it. 
I mean, we're not going to crap on those people because it feel free. Oh, free. oh my goodness! I'm, judgment, I'm a judgmental. Uh, I'm a judgmental asshole. I let, I let that be known to people. <laughs> I openly judge. I don't quietly judge. I openly judge. But you're, uh, you know, it's a good friend when they stab you through the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Because there's been films that other people have been very excited about that mm-hmm. really wasn't for me, and I really stand firm on you cannot like a movie, and that's fine. Yes, but you don't have to force others mm-hmm. to not like the movie just because you subjectively don't like the movie. Yeah. I also do agree. I, I do. I am personally a big believer. You can love a movie and still agree that it's cheesy and it's bad. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. You can, I, I understand Oscar award winning films, Mm -hmm. but I can also admit that they're really good. Mm -hmm. They are not for me. I think the issue is for those who, yeah, I've had, and it's okay if you didn't like the film, that's okay. Uh, for whatever reason, however, it does make me sad. I think it's because, well, well, (laughs) you got to give me a good reason. I'm sorry. No, no, I want Look, Jessica is the kindest person in the world, will not say a bad word about anybody, and, you know, is fully, is the most empathetic person on the face of the earth. I, however, am not. And I see, look, if you're going to tell me you didn't like this movie, you you say it's a bad movie, you better give me a goddamn good reason why you think it's that. Not just, ooh, it's it's crap. Like, there are people that I'm like, I I saw who reviewed, they're just like, ah, it sucked. I'm like... No, no, I can understand you're bored. If you're bored by it, which again, how? How could you be bored by this? Or like, there's well, some people try to judge it with Oscar standards, and it's not meant to be that. No, that's if it does get an Oscar for music or soundtrack, that's amazing, and we can we can go into music later. Kinds of stuff. Oh yeah. But the issue is, there's certain films that you know what you're getting, and you should just be fine with it. Exactly. This. This this is what we had a conversation before this uh, before this podcast recorded about uh, movies that sold you on a bad bill of goods. <laughs> Drive was the was the one. <laughs> Drive the 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 um, who's the pretty boy that's in that Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. That movie was sold to you as like the next Fast and Furious when you when it was transporter. Yeah, a transporter when it was actually a nihilistic drama, and you're just like. What is this? No, no. Godzilla King of the Monsters sold you on. There will be monsters. They are beautifully shot monsters. Yes. And this is what this movie is going to give you all the way through. And it delivered on every aspect of that. Now, if you're going to tell me this is a bad movie because, well, if it's not Japanese and it's not real Godzilla, go to hell. Go to hell because that is not a valid agreement. You look, look, because God, look, God's look, much like Spider, much like Batman, much like any character that's been around for more than half a century. Every it's going to have a liter, uh, many literations. That's how they remain as they are. Like every, like different people have different takes. That's what makes a character immortal like that. It's not just the basis of one thing. It's like Stanley might have created Stanley and Steve Ditko might have created Spider Man, but Tom McFarlane came in. And gave him like a great like it made like give him like an arc that changed him like Dan Slott did his own thing like everybody puts their stamp on a character that makes them grow a little bit that's how they evolve and they stay and, you know and stay relevant. This is what I mean. Godzilla's been around for sixty five. This is the sixty fifth anniversary. Thirty four movies in now. Like, and at this are point, you counting thirty four just because 
we are recording this at like 1 a.m. in the morning. Are you? <laughs> are you? Take. I'm laughing because of our last podcast. Mm. Does that include the, the three the anime? I include the anime. That's what I thought. Yeah, okay, yeah. it's 34. I, I just wanted yeah, to be yeah. sure. I'm tired. I'm I don't, tired. I don't count. I don't count the TriStar film now because oh, you don't count the TriStar canologically, film. Canologically, that's a separate character now. He's uh. referred to as a separate character. I'm like, and then you know what? That makes that movie even more fine with me now because you know what? That's like Rodan Mothra. Zilla, like these are their own movies, right? Because, yes, right, so, I understand. Like, that's it's not it's such the a American hard, Doctor Who films. It very much so. It's still canon, but they didn't really do it that well. But you can still count it as something. It's not as hard of a pill to swallow anymore because they've come and they other people have fixed it as much as. And I'll say that yeah, the Gareth Edwards film, not perfect by any means, but you know it was a good template to start with. And Michael uh, Daughtry came in. And, like, said, you know what? You got a good bone structure. You got a good structure for this house right here. But I can turn into a good home if you let me have my way with it. I'm just going to build around this, the, the structure to set up, and I will decorate the crap out of it. And, my God, did he. It's because I think I want every Godzilla fan to be excited and happy. Yes. So, for those who are not happy, mm-hmm. I felt bad. It's like when my, it's not yeah. for me, but the yeah. Nolan trilogy, Batman is not for me. No. And, and you know what? That's not the definitive Batman either. It's and so, so yeah. whenever some people are like, oh, Jess, mm-hmm. did you like the new Batman film? And I'm like, I did not. Mm-hmm. You can tell that they were disappointed. Yeah. But you know, I state my reasons why, but I know that. Cinematic, cinematically, mm-hmm. beautifully shot. Yeah, I mean, Nolan is a and filmmaker, there, and there are people who never would have given Batman a chance, but, but those films got him in. So many, so many reasons. So it does, you know. On a short note, it mm-hmm. does make me sad when somebody goes, "I do not." I know several people that gave this film, not film critics, so actual Godzilla fans. Oh, gave that, this we're gonna say that for the D minus. Yeah. We're going to say that for the end because I got a tirade about that brewing. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, uh, yeah, look, no, I've seen this a few of them. There, there's, there's certain people, I'm like, we're not going to name names, but there's certain people I'm just like, I'm like, really? You didn't, I, like, I don't get it. Like, I don't know if you're just trying to be smarmy. I don't know. Like, if you legitimately didn't like it, like, you, give me a good reason. If you're citing, like, the old films, I'm like... Because I, I saw someone mention, like, oh, like they made Rodan such a bitch. I'm like, look, Rodan wasn't exactly top tier in, a, after the first film. He was a goofy character in Ghidra. He was kind of a goofball in Monster Zero. And he was pretty much, like, a secondary, like, a third act in in, 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 in Shrill Monsters. And, and, and he was a puppet in freaking uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. And then... The closest they got back to him was in Final Wars. This, to me, was like... I, I argued, I'm like, this is the closest they got back to that original Rodan in... Ever! And yet, he's still like, nah, nah. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't... I cannot accept that. Can I accept your pish-posh of all this? Because I'm just like, it doesn't... This doesn't bode with me. Because I'm like, it feels like you're just trying to be a smartass. And that's all you're trying to be right now. And I've seen a lot of people like that. They're just like, in this movie, I'm like, are you just trying to be, like, against the grain? Like, Oh, contrarian? You, yeah. Can you not like something because everyone else has liked, because like they like it? Believe me, 
that's that's part of my jag on critics, which that I'm saving that for the end of the show. So I don't want to go because otherwise you I'm going to be yelling for the next 25 minutes. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Am so, I your happy Mothra oh, to your grumpy Godzilla? So no, let's let's talk about things that make me happy. Let's talk about <laughs> things that make we I, will. I absolutely loved this movie. Oh my god, like. This lived up to everything. Like, I saw it on IMAX opening night. Yeah, I also saw it on IMAX, which is giant monsters. You should see it yeah. on the biggest screen no, possible. Normally, I do Dolby, the the, the, the Dolby digital. Uh, yes, theaters. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the you know there was no showing in time for my mom, but I'm like, he's like, we can do like a 6 o'clock IMAX. And I'm like, you know what, let's do it. And seeing all, like the op- like, the second that opening hit, you see Kyle Chandler screaming for his kid. You see the Halo jumpers, and then you get like the rocking, and you see Vera Fagmina turn around, and you just get that shot of Godzilla strolling as he's getting ready to go fight the Muto. And I'm just like, ah, oh. like all of a sudden, already. Already, this movie's already setting itself apart from the last one. I'm like, yes, and they yes. took one of the best parts too. Yes, like, the, <laughs> I didn't have to was, see Aaron Johnson yeah, trying like, to look younger, trying to look five years I know. younger. And like, he was beautifully rendered. There was that orange hue from the fire going off, and you just get a sense of scale. Like that. Say what you will about the uh, the, the 2014 one. It gave you this magnificent sense of scale that the other films could not do. Like Shin Godzilla came pretty close. But still, you can't do it with with you know the effects that are at, at you know at the means of um, like smaller budget filmmaking. The setup they go like the fact that this movie focuses entirely on Monarch. What this the the moment they started like they brought in uh, Sarazawa and um, Doctor Chen. Doc- Chen and what was the other girl? The, from the oh, project? Doctor Graham and also yes. Sam. Yes. So those three when they brought them in and like. Okay, we're focusing entirely on this organization. And you, they're like, well, we got this. So we had to go get Kyle Chandler, who's a former. I'm like, I, I started, I'm like, oh my God, are they really doing this? I'm like, yes, we got this super ship in our secret. I'm like, they're doing Argo! shield. They're shield. They're shield from the, com- from the Marvel comics. I'm like, this is exactly like, there needs to be a dumb, dumb Duggan somewhere just <laughs> spitting, uh, like, just yelling constantly like just the fact that he's chasing after this lizard I'm like oh my god they're pulling from the Marvel stuff I rolled a goddamn tear at that the first time I'm like this is magnificent there's they are the, like every, so far like four or five shared universes have tried to have that shield tie in thing that kind of ties them all together so far this monster versus the only one that has done it right the fact that there's this secret monster hunting organization that, that will encompass Kong and God only knows what else they're doing. They're doing it right. And focusing on them solely in this one, the fact that they have somehow unlimited resources and ultra technology that the rest of the government doesn't have. Like USS Argo was a little bit too good. <laughs> oh, I didn't care. Because it was all the best elements of G-Force from the 90s and all the best elements of S.H.I.E.L.D. from the 70s. Like they have their own, they have their own like private army. They, they're, there's clearly a cobra to their, to their, <laughs> their, their Joes. Jonah. Yeah, whatever Joe, the Jonah's eco terrorist guy. Tywin Lannister. Yes. yes, like he's clearly their cobra. I'm just like this. This is magnificent. My God. Uh, we get uh, and not only the, the caliber of actors they chose for this film. 
you know, so, like, like I love Vera, uh, Vera Fagmina. That's yes. how you pronounce it. Yes. Yeah. Like, I love her in The Conjuring. Yeah. She's a fantastic actress. Far better than um, Scarlet Witch was in the last film. Like, because it's like, she's, like, these, the, all these characters are doing much more heavy lifting. Because unlike the last film where it's like, you're just following this guy as he just happens to be following these monsters. Like, these people are responsible for these monsters. And spoilers, this one woman is starting the apocalypse by releasing these monsters. And you're just like, oh, okay. Kyle Chandler. Say what you will about the man, but he comes in guns blazing in this film. He comes in at 10, and he stays at 10 the entire time. <laughs> but it never... And unlike Nick Cage, who's like, oh, you're just... You're cranking to 11, you're staying at 11, and you're just like, yeah, you're, you're turning in a performance. Kyle Chandler at least switches gears at times, but he stays at 10 the whole time. Like, he he's like, I'm in this movie, I'm taking this shit pretty seriously, but, like, I'm being as bold and boisterous as the monsters are. Like, there's at no point where he's, like, not... He's not the verge of yelling all the time, but he's not quite yelling. It's not quite there. God bless him, because, like, he is... He just... He showed up for, for work, and he did a great... He did a great job. The person, though, that is the MVP of this film is Ken Watanabe. <laughs> oh, my God! Like, here's the thing. Like, we all know the man is a great actor... Like, we've seen him in, like, Christopher Nolan gets, like, dude, you're a good actor. You get to be in all my movies. Like, uh, like you get to see him. He was in Detective Pikachu for all of five minutes. Yep. Because they're like, we need a Japanese guy because we got to market this to Japan, and you're the only Japanese guy we know speaks English. It's like, okay, clearly <laughs> you're the token Japanese guy for this film. This movie, though, they're like, hey, we actually have a guy who knows how to act. Why don't we give him more to do than just stand around and be the Nick Fury of this, of this series? And... God damn it, does he knock it out of the park? Like, he owns every scene that he is in, and he is magnificent in the entire thing. The fact that he's the only guy who's just... And every time, even his pleas of like, no, we must give Godzilla a chance to like, you buy it! You buy it! There's no... It's not like the kid where it's like, no, let Godzilla fight. It's like, no, 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 no. He has a gravitas to it. And you're just like, yes. Yes, let these monsters do their business, and let's you know, let's mm-hmm. let's let's live with them and not try to murder them. Like everybody knocked out, even the girl. Like uh, I've ne- Miley, Miley Bobby Brown, uh, Millie Bobby, Millie Brown. Bobby Brown. Brown of Stranger Things I've Eleven. Yeah, I've never watched Stranger Things. That's okay. Yeah, so like this is the first time I've ever really seen her. She even was she was perfectly fine for the role. Like I've not seen anything bad about her because even her her. Her character didn't, like, most key characters are written as whiny, like, self-indulgent little, like, a-holes. Like, she, like, she was caught between a rock and a hard place with her mom, who fed her a bill of goods, and her dad, who was clearly, like, your mom's insane. Like, it was a nice dynamic of, like, the split parents who were clearly, like, broken from their child being, you know, crushed to death by this force of nature, and she's literally in a tug-of-war between the two, and that's, her whole purpose is trying to... The whole point of her character is bringing her parents back together, at least, and try to redeem her mom somehow. Like, And it works. Like, For the most part, everything she does makes pretty much sense. It's like, alright, I'm taking off. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I wasn't told there was going to be mass murdering. I was told there might be some casualties, but like, like, it clearly you can see like she wasn't quite down with how the plan, like her mom pitched her, was going to go. And exactly how things were, how things went. Worked perfectly fine. And the fact that, like, 
she, at the end of the day, she still wasn't like the saving grace. It was just like, all I did was move this, the, the Orca machine, which by the way, is a fantastic callback to the Hanna-Barbera cartoon of that little device that the sea captain clicks to call Godzilla. I'm just like, that's, that's what that thing is. That is what that thing is. Like, just a fucking smile on my face. I'm like, there's all kinds of wonderful things in this film. So, the cast, uh, the album, like, the story, like, I, I heard people complain about the story. Like, the story is fine. Like, I don't get, like, you're, I don't know what you want out of the story of a Godzilla film. Like, before, the last movie we got was Shin Godzilla, which is the most out-there Godzilla film. You can, it's a political satire film with Godzilla in it. Before that, you got the 2014 film. And before that was Final Wars. Like, I don't know what you have in your head of what the perfect Godzilla movie is going to be, but this, to me, is pretty much as close as you're going to get. And this is close to the 60s and 70s film on a huge budget we'll ever get. Because it's Science Patrol, it's military, it's defending the world, and it's on a grander scale than anything Toho could have ever done. I need a second. Please take the time. No, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I know that we were breaking down this podcast by categories. Yes, so what do you got Like next? kaiju actors. No, and I would, we were just going to kind of give our thoughts up with the actors. Why don't we do that? That way I don't go on these tangents. Direct the but some people love the tangents. Direct they are entertaining. Direct, and we'll go from there because I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want this to be like forty-five minutes of me talking and what people can't see at home, you nodding and smiling politely. No, no, no. I was thinking, and I would, I would, I actually have a notebook and pencil mm. in front of me because I've written down notes or thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I definitely had to agree that the actors were much better chosen for this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle. I mean, Marks. Kyle Chandler. Yeah. I understand his hatred and motivation for mm-hmm. Kaiju and finding his family. Yeah. What I loved about his character was that he went along with what would help the plan as it came. Mm-hmm. So when he needed to explain the positives of trying to track down Godzilla or the way they work, Mm -hmm. if the military had said something like, no, we got to blow him up, Mm -hmm. he'll be like, no. I mean, obviously there was a part when, you know, Dr. Serizawa was Mm -hmm. like, well, Mark, you got exactly what you wanted. Mm -hmm. But most of the time he wasn't trying to fight back. And slow down the plan and the plot. Yeah. Which they would do. Like, kids are the whiny characters. The woman is always worrying or screaming. And Mm -hmm. then the guy is the stubborn one who's like, no, I don't care if Ghidorah's here. Let's just just do this. He went along with kind of how the story needed to go. Mm -hmm. And he knew when he needed Godzilla. He knew when they didn't need... like. His character had rationale to it. Has rationale to it, and he wasn't completely blind and focused on one thing. He definitely wanted his kids back. Yeah. His kid back, excuse me, and his Mm -hmm. ex-wife to be safe. But he went along because he had exactly what you said. He had rationale. Um, (laughs) I thought that was really, really good. And the mom, Dr. Emma Russell, Mm -hmm. Vera Farmiga, I think she was... I think she was fine. I think she did a good job, and she's she, a good actress. I like her a lot. I like her. I, I like the dynamic between her, her, and, and her daughter. I like that. Like she, 
her motivation for doing what she was doing again was justified. Like you, you get, you understand it, especially when she has her um, her uh, supervillain moment where she's laying out her plan like a Bond villain. But then you, she explains like, look, wherever these things go, new life grows due to the you know the radiation. And it's like so. This is how she did her research. She did her research. She did her research. She laid it down. She's like, look. I'm doing this for the betterment of mankind, even though it's going to probably, like, it's going to probably kill a couple hundred million people, but it's what needs to be done. Like, she's very Thanos in her thinking. It's like, to, you know, to bring balance, you got to crack a few eggs, pretty much. She's like, I have to be the bad guy for everyone else. Kind of like the mom, having to be the bad guy. You know, in, you know, you know, in the parenting kind of thing. It was, it was, and I liked it, like, they didn't play it off like she was maniacal or anything like that. It was even later on, like when um, Jonah's like, "I thought we released them all at once." She's like, "I'm not doing this." When she realized, "Oh, this thing's gotten out of hand," like she didn't done? double down yeah. on her plan. She was like, "Okay, so I'm gonna go get my kid, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna stop this from happening yeah. because we did not see this coming." Yeah. yeah, no, she wasn't. She didn't have a crazy laugh. She didn't have like crazy eyes or mm-hmm. what. She was trying to be logical, and she thought about it. Mm-hmm. No, I really, I really did like that. I did have to say, I'm fine with Millie Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, she was used, I think, at the maximum with minimum damage as mm-hmm. possible. You don't want some whiny kid actor. Uh, however, she was very convincing. Obviously, there were some choices where like whenever debris flies in her face it doesn't somehow cut her in the face but that's more of a direct director's choice mm-hmm. she screamed when she needed to scream because mm-hmm. she was scared mm-hmm. but she wasn't screaming all the time for mm-hmm. no reason she also knew very quickly that she was no longer brainwashed by her mother's plan but the part where she, right before she goes into the radio room mm-hmm. and she cries because she's like, this is not what my brother would have wanted. Yeah. And she cries and I'm like, she might, maybe when she even, ref- she's great mm-hmm. at that moment, her performance. I bet with maturity, her performance will only get better. Well, I was like, more of her. yeah, I was she, like, I was she, like, she could win an Oscar with her crying. Yeah. Well, she this, was really good right there. We're getting more of her and Kyle Chandler and Kong versus Godzilla. So yes. Yeah. So I was like, no, I can definitely see that. I was okay with, I would like to say the councilman with the ships in the bottles from parks and recreation, mm-hmm. but it's also Dr. Rick Stanton. Yeah. Some people thought it was too hard to be funny, like the jokes were kind of oh, forced in. Brad, I thought Bradley uh, Bradley Woodford's character. Right? Yeah, I was yeah. okay with him. Yeah, I was okay with him. I, he, he he he. I still see him as the councilman, though. Yeah, no, from Parks me, and Recreation. To me, he's, he's okay. He was. He's always going to be. He's to me. He's always going to be uh, uh, Billy Madison's arch nemesis. <laughs> or he's going to be the he's going to be the guy from uh, Cabin in the Woods. Who's who never got to see the merman until it finally killed him? Yes, yes, yes. You know, and I thought he was okay. The, like there were some, there were some like I odd cutting, odd cutting, mm-hmm. uh, like like delivery. Like some of the jokes were like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Like you would leave that there because it didn't really work so well. I guess you're trying. I get you're trying to give some uh, brevity to this film, but it's like. 
It didn't work. He worked because it's like, okay, he's clearly our our comedic, like, light note. But at the same time, like, he was still a fairly straightforward character, you know, but he was just kind of seeing some some smart-ass stuff every once in a while. Like, he like, and but you want to invite him in for a beer? Like, what, what do you want? Like, he worked for the most part, but yet yeah, there were some times, like, the jokes clearly, like, the way they were just edited, they just didn't land. They didn't land. But yeah. he was able to deliver information mm-hmm. in a joke for the jokes that did land that made sense. Yeah. For example, when he said, we don't want to get anywhere closer because I want to still have kids. It's perfectly the non-flipper kind. Yeah. And yeah. you understood exactly what you what he meant yeah. in terms of the condition of what was underneath the ocean. Yeah. And I like that he had kind of like the, the slight rivalry with, uh, with Chen. Like he's just like, like, like yes, no, it's like, so like they're always kind of like bickering. At when each he's other. so excited with the Hollow Earth theory, mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, obviously, Ken Watanabe. The moment he says goodbye, old friend, oh, I was crying. Let's talk I about was that crying, scene. and let's, he got to touch him. Let's talk about that scene because the second he said, they said in Japanese. Yeah, he's yes. like, well, no, they're saying they're like. I'll go. I'm like, oh, when he say, says I'm he'll like, go. Oh my god, they're doing their own Sarazawa like, like honorable death moment. And like, I'm just like, truly they, the last samurai. Are they really doing this? And like, so like, he's like, he's like, yes, I, I will go. And they're like, oh my god, like they're go- they're going to do it. Like, I had an inkling that he was probably going to die when you see that scene in the trailer, like him walking amongst like the lava and everything like that. But it was just like when they explained the radiation or the heat, one or the other is going to kill you. And they're like. Well, if I'm going to die anyway, I'll go activate the bomb. And I'm just like, that scene was so masterfully done. Because, look, they're obviously doing their version of, like, Sarazawa's death from the original film, where he kills himself to make sure that the oxygen destroyer doesn't fall in the wrong hands. This one was, like, I'm taking the bullet kind of hero moment, where it's like, I, I will die heroically. Not because I'm trying to prevent mankind from, like, you know, from my... My scientific follies falling into mankind's hands, but like to making sure mankind survives because this giant monster needs to go murder the three-headed super dragon that's that's wreaking havoc. But that moment when like yeah, he takes off the glove, pushes the countdown, he just takes off the helmet. He needs to get that that little look of like Godzilla's eyes as he's just kind of like staring at him. He gets up and puts his hand on him and just says you know sayonara, old friend. You're just like. You, you, you dirty bastards. And then you get that quiet moment of, like, the atomic bomb going off. And you're just like, like, I need a moment. Like, I need a moment after that. Because not only because not only was he doing the heavy lifting, but they that scene paid off. Like, it wasn't just, like, out of nowhere. Like, it all made sense. Like, it was perfectly set up and executed. It's probably the best executed human moment in that entire film. Like, every time that scene comes on, like, especially when he has that little... Uh, moment with Kyle Chandler when they're talking back and forth before, you know, the ship falls into like the cavern. And you're just like, like, yes, this this is masterfully written. This was this is the absolute best you're going to get out of like human moments in a Godzilla film. And it's it's not a direct copy of what it's homaging. It's still its own thing, but at the same time, it's also you know wonderfully referencing that original film. Like that was exceptionally well done. Yeah. Even when he was walking up the steps, Mm -hmm. he walked like it was hot. There was radiation. Your suit is heavy. Mm -hmm. Holding a nuclear bomb is quite heavy. And he struggled and made it to the top and not, he didn't, the way he had acted out the scene and was Mm -hmm. directed to do so, 
he walked in a way that you could tell was a struggle, but yeah. wasn't so bad where it's like the terrible deaths when people yeah. can't act. He's not falling over and screaming, but he's also not walking like it is a 5 a.m. brisk walk. He did it so you believed that it was hot. You believed yeah. he was in a you know suit. Know very reminiscent of? Did you ever see the movie Sunshine? Yes. With, it was Danny Boyle. It was about a, the crew of a spaceship trying to keep the sun from burning out. Yes, yes. And Chris so, Evans. Chris Evans. Chris is Evans is in that film. I think he's one. He's like the ship's first mate, or he's like the doctor on it, mm-hmm. or something like that. I think he dies halfway through. Spoilers <laughs> for this fifteen-year-old movie, but yeah. Um, but Cillian Murphy is one of the the main character. He's the main character in the film. Yeah. And um, after some shenanigans, because there was the film, there was one ship that takes off and then it disappears. So they're like, we have one more chance. We put every bit of nuclear material on this ship to reignite the sun, to keep it burning. And so <clears throat> at the end of the film, after all kinds of shenanigans have happened, Selene Murphy is the last person left alive on his ship. And he goes out onto the hull as it's approaching the sun and ignites the nuclear material. So... There's a point when he's, he realizes, like, okay, this is a suicide mission now. And he watches as his ship barrels into the sun, and he has an ultra-nuclear explosion coming up behind him. And he just realizes he's between two suns. It's like a very poignant moment as he just pretty much lays back and falls into the blast as, like, the heat consumes him. And the next thing you see is, like, Earth, and it's really dark, and there's snow, and then all of a sudden the sun just gets a little bit brighter. Very reminiscent of this scene because the black. I mean, first off, let's talk about the fact that they gave Godzilla a lair and a secret hiding base. I was gonna say he's got a home, he a little does. Godzilla cave, but it's his home where he regenerates. It is, and that's also reminiscent of that wacky cave he lived in in the Zone Fighter series. It's just all of a sudden <laughs> like, he's got a cave. Okay, cool. But I love that. I the attention to detail in the world building in this in this thing. People. People um, love to talk about Pacific Rim in that way. Like, the world building Guillermo did was fantastic. I'm like, I would argue that the world building they're doing in these MonsterVerse films is actually almost above that. Because they're paying off things. They're setting up things. They're paying off things. Having Godzilla have a lair where he goes, it's just this lava lair. And there's just these ancient, like, ziggurats just all over the place with all, like, clearly some old species of people worshipped him. I don't know. Seeing that lava thing in the background reminded me of Darth Vader's home. Yes, on Mustafar. Yes. <coughs> Very much so. I love that. So it's like, this is where he comes to and like it, it, it was a perfect cover. It was like when they explained in, in Rogue One, speaking of which, when, uh, um, was it Kalen? Or uh, the, the, the dad, the guy that created Death Star, he explains, like, I created a flaw in, in the Death Star. There's a little port that no one knows about. <laughs> And you're like, yes, finally, it all makes sense. It's like, because the whole film's like, where's Godzilla been for five years? And that's always the thing with these films. It's like, he's usually at the bottom of some ocean. It's like, well, you can easily find him because he's a living mass of radiation. You just find the warmest spot and there he is. And he's usually, and you're always like, how does he sleep underwater if he has lungs? Air pocket. Like, it's like they answered all the questions you needed. all the questions. It was beautifully done, like... They're like, he has a home. He This is where he comes. He sleeps. He lounges around. He gets up, goes to the bathroom, lays back <laughs> down. It's a Sunday morning. He doesn't have to do anything. I Binge love, watches oh Netflix, goes it. back to sleep, recharges. I absolutely, And that, not only that, 
But the Hollow Earth thing, they explain, this is how he gets from point A to point B so fast. Like, when he shows up in the Antarctic at the first time, when he took, when he takes off from Bermuda, yeah. like, we lost him over Argentina, like, where? And he's like, I tell you, it's the Hollow Earth thing. Like, the fact that those tunnels shoot him like a bullet underneath, <laughs> and he just shows up, I'm like, yes, this is the perfect way to, because look, as much as I love the Toho films, like, there, there's never, like, a set speed on how fast Godzilla swims or walks. And in these films, it's like, all right, we're, we're kind of playing. The only, like, the only thing that obviously pointed out is, like, when he gets out of the ocean after being regenerated and breathing, it's like, he's How on, is like, he standing? Yeah. He's standing on, like, all the trash humans have built. Exactly. Like, I'm like, And right, shoots you know the call to arms. I don't care. Like, I will, I will give that a pass. I'll give that a pass. That somehow. was, yeah. That was one of the maybe few things that I didn't like about. Or just was like, oh, no one, that's, that's weird. one of those things that no one thinks about at that time until, like, you actually see it, and you're like, oh, yeah, that kind of doesn't make sense. But yeah, his legs are not deeper than the ocean. No, no. Like, he'd be, like, <laughs> neck deep. Like, he was, he'd be, like, a five-year-old trying to swim in the deep end. He'd be like, ah, it's too much. His cult arms, yeah. But everything else, that, like, he has, like, a super system that he uses, like a teleportation thing. I loved all of that stuff. So what do you got next? Oh no! I was I was gonna say no. All of that was a lot of it mm-hmm. was covering what I was thinking. I did say though, other than there was many moments. I think different people tear up at different moments. But for me, was when Zhang Ziyi. I don't know why. Sorry, you guys and gals. I just have to. I say her name with like the Mandarin accent mm-hmm. that I have. Uh, Mandarin <laughs> pronunciation. So Zhang Ziyi mm-hmm. of the Crouching Tiger, right? Hidden Dragon fame. Mm-hmm. She's Doctor Chen and she's Doctor Ling, but yes. mostly Doctor Chen. Mm-hmm. I did tear up when she talks about Mothra. First mm-hmm. of all, she speaks in native Mandarin Chinese. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she describes what Mothra means. And I love the whole, like, are you second generation? And they're like, no, I'm third. And you see all the photos. Which, by the way, and, were you a little thrown off when they reveal her sister? And she her? has the braid. Yeah. So for those who couldn't see mm-hmm. in the dark, and I understand mm-hmm. some play, it's hard to see. She had, like, it was rainy in the black. Yeah, her sister has a braid, yeah. which you do see in the photo. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people are like, wait, how is the same person in both scenes? <laughs> no, no, no. She's got a braid. Um, however, I did tear up when she says, you know, Mothra also lists all these attributes mm-hmm. that she is known to be with yes. and then says redemption. Yes. And the way she said it and the mm-hmm. way she acted it, the way she kind of gave that scene, I teared up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I also think on a personal belief, I believe very heavily in redemption. Mm-hmm. Just for people in general. Uh, so I really loved the idea of that. Mm-hmm. I liked what she said about it. And it was such a short moment. It's just a small glimpse of how she says the word, her facial expression. Mm-hmm. I personally did tear up on that. I do love that she is the, the, the monster, um, kind of like, um, like, uh, I want to say like librarian. Like she does, she's the research, mm-hmm. uh, um, like she does, like she's like firsthand knowledge of all this stuff. Because uh, clearly, like they, sh- I think she, they show this. She's like Sarazawa's protege. Like it seems like, like, like he pretty much had a hand in her, in her training. But it's like everything. It's like she's she's the Giles of the group. The Buffy <laughs> reference. That's what it is. She's like, I know everything about demons. Like I know everything about monsters. Like I'm like, okay, cool. Like the fact that they said everyone has their their job within Monarch. Everyone has their own little thing. That what's going on. 
and the fact that like they set her up. And again, the only time it was like when I'm sitting there is like because the first time I saw that, and I saw Joe Morton show up, and they mentioned his name, I'm like, oh, that's the black guy from Kong Skull Island. And it was great to see Joe Morton show up because I love seeing them. He's Miles Dyson, for those who don't know. He is he was Cyborg's father in Justice League. And now he's the guy that was one of the founders of Monarch. And the fact that, like, I'm just like, oh, they're setting up for Kong later. Like, he's going to come back. Like, this is great. When he walks out, he's like, Dr. Lee, I'm like, wait. Is that the other Chinese girl from Yeah, I mean, they're twins. Yeah. you got to have two. I'm just like, wait two a minute. Of them. Yeah, I'm holding them because they don't branch in her sister at any point. I'm like, is that the girl from Skull Island with him? Like, I, I didn't realize at first. And then when they, the ne- very next scene is her explaining that runs in the family and it's the twin thing. Yeah, I'm the like, twins run in the family. Oh, it took me like two, two, two different showings to really put that. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, they're, she has a twin sister and everything. And like, I didn't, it didn't put, I didn't put two and two together at first. I'm just like, it was the only time in like a little tighter editing or something like this. Like it set set up the fact that she has a sister. I, I get that's where you wanted the reveal, but at the same time, just like eh, I think you lost a few people at first. It was and I, I get you're explaining it right after, but at the same time, it's like it moved so fast in that moment. Like you kind of like was that her? And you know, to be honest, a lot of it to tell them apart, and they do it in every film and TV. Is really mm-hmm. either you want your twins to look identical, yeah, or one has. Very different haircuts, yeah, or they yeah. wear clothes that are well, different. Her, she definitely but, had longer hair. Yeah, she had a braid, mm-hmm. but it was black hair mm-hmm. against darkness and rain with a yeah. black parka hoodie. Yeah. So it was very hard to see. Also, one was Dr. Chen, the other one was Dr. Ling. Ling. Yeah. But if you didn't catch the names mm-hmm. all the time because you're so busy paying attention to the film, which is rightfully so, then you may not catch that they are too different. Two different ladies. Yeah. And not the same lady somehow appearing twice, like Wolverine across four different teams. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that, was, the, that was the only thing I've heard. I'm like, you know, yeah, like, part the, the, the wannabe filmmaker in me is like, I could have edited that a little bit better, but it's such a minute, like, nitpick. I'm just like, you know, and they do, they do cover their tracks on it later. They do. They do. But, yeah. And I wanted to talk, because I love Sally Hawkins, Dr. Graham. And that, that is that, one of my con, cons. C-O-N-S, the, that old, sorry, that was cons. The, that was the moment I leaned forward. I'm like, you sons of bitches. No, you didn't. Like, like she For that for my con mm-hmm. was obviously, you know, you destroy Godzilla's home. Yeah. It's fine. There are other mm-hmm. places in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about Godzilla standing up in the ocean, which mm-hmm. I like to think he's on a pile of trash. Mm-hmm. But... Dr. Graham, Sally Hawkins was great, straight yeah. off of Shape of Water, Oscars, and Paddington Bear. Yes. Oh, she Paddington Bear? She was in, yeah, she was the okay. mom in Paddington Bear. Oh, okay. The issue was she was mainly there to be the emotional support and savior did, for Mark. Did you know? And as soon as that was done, she was basically just gone. To, right, I didn't like that. Two things rang to me in that moment. A, it was the, it was the first, like... Holy crap moment, like, okay, that was their John Goodman, their, um, their, their, uh, Brian Cranston moment. You're like, oh, this person's not surviving yeah. past half the film. And I was just like, like, did they just kill her? I'm like, oh shit, they did. They just, they did just kill her. But upon watching the rest of the film, when she, every time, like, she's on a monarch vehicle or something like that, she had, she's doing this weird thing with her, like, hands near her mouth. Like, she's always, like, freaked out. Like, she's always, like, kind of, like, huh, like, 
uh, you can't see what I'm doing, but her hands are, like, collapsed, and she's, like, hiding behind them a lot of times, and, like, quietly, like, talking and then going back. It's almost like a shy girl kind of thing she's doing. I'm like, that's a weird choice of what you're doing right there. Oh, how she chose to play her character, just, or maybe was, like was directed little, to? Little, yeah, like, the little gesture she was doing, I'm just like, that's interesting. It just stood out so much to me. I'm like... You were... I don't know what is going on here. I didn't feel like she needed to go because she could bring more than what Sam brought to the table, it who was like- a little bit of a comedic relief himself as well. But he's the... I feel like he is the... What writers or what people would see the fanboy is the reflection of yourself. Yes. And he was that character. I actually felt that Sally Hawkins, Dr. Graham... Could have had a lot more potential the, uh, just right. to stay there, and she was taken too early, almost <laughs> fridged in a way, but yeah, kind say, of because, not. Well, she had payoff from the last film, like she did pretty much. She did. They did play her up a bit, but it did feel like okay. We need to make sure Geeter seems like this big bad. Yeah, so he has to kill somebody. And I'm just like, but yeah, the door like, just ate her. Yeah, I'm just like, oh shit! Like I literally leave her. I'm like, you didn't. Did you? Holy crap! You, you did kill her. I think part of it was a they, you know, you didn't know it then, but like they're going to kill off Cirzella. It's like, well, these two are a package deal. Also, BFL, like, okay, I'm Oscar nominated. Um, I I don't need to be doing these movies anymore. Like, it did feel a little bit like, hey, you know. But I don't know. She doesn't strike me as like that. I think she happily took the job. <laughs> she's like, I hooked up with a Gilman and I got an Oscar nod out of it. So she didn't win, did she? Um, I don't. Know I have a phone. Let's look that up. Continue on. I'm going to look on. So as Chris is looking up to see if Sally Hawkins won an Oscar for Shape of Water, I was... Yeah, no, she was definitely... How her character was treated to me was one of the very, very few cons of the film. But it wasn't enough for me to say, no, screw this film. I'm not in it at all. You know, because she was, and in many ways, some people can choose to see it as that, you know, Ghidorah just decided it's unpredictable and he is going to eat you. He's going to eat soldiers. He's, he could, he could eat kids. He was mm-hmm. licking dead soldiers. He's going to take her. He does not care who she is to yeah. us as the audience. She would immediately just eat him. So there was definitely that. And I was, I was okay. You know, Sam, I was okay with. He was there. I think his most useful moment was maybe the beginning in, we like to call it Tony Stark's cabin, Kyle Chandler's home, Mark's home. Uh, He does some explanation, but he does explain that he is a huge fan of their work. Mm -hmm. He explains the orca. He also does that great gonorrhea joke. Yeah, yeah, that fell a little flat for me, too. So, there was that. Sarah Harkins nominated, did not win. Nominated, but didn't win. She won a Golden Globe, though. Okay. But it wasn't for Shape of Water. It was for uh, another movie. I think it was Happy Go Lucky. So something else from 2008. So yeah, uh, yes. But it, it, her profile has definitely gone up in the last. Paddington was a huge runaway hit. Turns out because it was like, ah, where does anybody? And then it turns out, yes, everyone wants to see a movie about Paddington. And apparently, it was both of them were delightful. And the sequels, one of those rare, better than the original sequels. You've seen them, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yeah, I've, of course, you have. Like I love Paddington Bear. I know. He's the Winnie the Pooh of England. Winnie the Pooh of England is still kind of the Winnie the Pooh of England. That is true, but yeah. Winnie the Pooh is also very well known here in America. Yeah. 
Paddington Bear is... He's very British. Super British. Yeah. Paddington Bear is a bear that you'll remember. He's named after the station he's abandoned in. Yeah, after... That is dark. Yes. But yeah, no, I and I liked it. And also to... I did like how Emma had redemption, which I felt was foreshadowed mm-hmm. by Dr. Chen's talking mm-hmm. of Mothra. All right. Let's talk about the real stars of the film. The kaiju. The monsters. All right. First things first. The, the greatest, and I think I went on a jag about this earlier, but the greatest thing they did with this film was make the monsters actual characters in the film. Godzilla is very much a character in this one. A, the... <coughs> Excuse me. I get real dry mouth when, uh, when I get real yappy. But it also shows how excited Chris is. Oh, my God. They, Godzilla, this, okay, so the second, so we we first see Godzilla, like, in modern time when he's underwater doing the, the intimidation tactic. Yes. But when he shows up to fight Ghidra, here's the thing. First thing I know is when he shows up. Unlike unlike the here the 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 one of the best things about the last one was the fact that they gave God, Godzilla is old man Godzilla in these films. Like he's been around, he's seen some shit, he's tired of it. He is he's rigs from uh from from Lethal Weapon, <laughs> for this stuff, and he's Clint Eastwood circa no, you know what he is? He's Clint Eastwood in freaking uh Grant Torino. Just get off my lawn. Like, I will shoot anybody that comes on here. He's just a cantankerous old man. I kind of like that, that take on He's grumpy. It. I like <laughs> he has the grumpy look. He has yeah. the grumpy look. Like the, the old first, man the, look. Yeah, the first movie, when he's, like, fighting the Mutos, it's just like, I could be sleeping right now. Like, he's dealing with some kids on his lawn. That's what that is. Ghidra, on the other hand, when he shows up and he has that look, when he raises out of the thing, there's a different vibe. It's just like... You son of a bitch. Like, I thought it was done with you. Like, no, it's like, it's, it's, gra- it's like, hello, old friend. It's, it's Chester from The Simpsons, the, the old guy that created Itchy and Scratchy, and Grandpa. It's like, I told this guy to paint my chicken. I gave him three blitzes to paint my chicken coop, and he didn't. And they start fighting. Like, this is that. This, they are truly Batman and Robin. And this is not, oh, Batman, Batman, and, Batman Joker. and Joker. And this is not like Batman and Joker now. This is, Dark Knight. We've been doing this stuff. We've been doing this dance for so long. One of us is going to die by the end of this. Like, this is... Like, there's a different... Like, they automatically give off a vibe. Like, the second he shows up, he's just like... I, like, I thought I put you down last time. Like, no, we're not. Like, yes. We're getting rid of, it's... Like, they give you a sense of history already off by the way that these two look at each other. When they get that magnificent shot... Of Ghidra putting his wings up in like the the fight stance, and Godzilla's just standing there, and neither of them back down from each other, and they go right into beating the holy hell out of each other. Like I was just like a little kid, I'm like <laughs> I'm just I couldn't I could not contain myself the first time I saw that. The yeah, Godzilla had a look that said, you know, to Ghidorah, "Didn't I put you in the ice yes, last they, time? They gave How him are you so back? much more emotion in this one." And facial expressions. Facial expressions. Just, just the the just, in general, everything is is a step up from the last film. Like even when he looks at humans, yes. he's like, "All right, you little butts, I'm just out like, of here." Yeah, just like 
like don't get my grumpy name. cat yes. RIP yes. but <laughs> a look that he actually reminds me very much of my husky mm-hmm. who's an older he's a 12 year old kind of chunky husky yeah that just lounges all day but when he gets up mm-hmm. He's about to get the dog food that he wants. Yeah. Uh, he is a very much just kind of a tired, chubby old man. Mm-hmm. This one, yeah, I love it. Last one, yeah, chubby old man gets up. He's like, God, just I got to deal with this crap right now. Like, he's and then like, I'm going to people. Yeah, but this one is just like the fire is back in him. It's 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 Ivan Drago. It's Rocky. It's like you found a reason to fight again, and like like there's like a literal like flame inside of him, just like. I gotta murder this son of a bitch. Like we're gonna murder each other, and like there's there's a want to murder. It's almost like Goku and Vegeta when they gotta fight. Each- they have to fight each other. It's just like we're one of us is again one of us is going to die. We one of us will not sleep until the other is dead. And they really bring that across masterfully. Like I can't. G- Ghidorah's when he was electrifying up, mm-hmm. and which is how I would explain it to friends. Mm-hmm. Godzilla had a look that was like, oh crap. Yeah. He had, he looked, he goes, exactly. oh no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh there's crap. All that there's all of that stuff. And it was, it, it's beautiful. It is so beautiful. The, 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 the minor tweaks. So the, the, the dorsal plates look fantastic. I know there's a comic that explains why they look different. Um, the fact that they kind of fixed the, the, the thoropod, the, the, the sauropod foot. And now it's like a little more like, you know, it's said, less elephant and a little bit more with claws. They slimmed him down just a tad bit, and then later on they buff him up. Like when he walks in after they wake him back, after they they give him like the the nuclear like shot, like juice he, pump. He is like he they 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 tweaked him enough to where like he's been. It's just nothing but chest and shoulders all day long, and he is jacked and ready to go. I'm just like I saw them like. The design works massively. Like, because before, it's like, that was the thing everyone saw. It's like, he's a big, chunky bear walking around. Like, it looks like he's going to scratch his back against a tree or something like that. This one, like, they slimmed him down enough to where it worked. And then when they needed to, like, they made him look like he was just drinking steroids for, the, like, the last, like, six weeks. Mm-hmm. And God God bless him. Because that it, it worked on every... There was not a scene where it didn't work at all. And... At making the beam, my one my one big complaint was the fire, the the beam that he had in in the first movie, and I get you, you had to save it for, you know, the big like yeah. you know, final. And, and believe me, the the is it when like, he blasts his atom breath into the Muto? Muto, and it's like the fiery wisp, like the I'm like, it's missing that oomph. That's the thing about like all the the beautiful thing about the two thousand like fire beams and stuff like that there. There's there's a there, there's a gravitas to them. There's there's a it feels like you're hitting. It's the difference of watching like an American action film where like you can clearly see it's like a stunt double and they're not really hitting each other and they're falling on things versus like a foreign film like an old Jackie Chan film where it's like oh these guys are breaking their bones doing this like that's why it feels so real. There is a difference yeah. in the beam. Like the second he lights up. And like they get right to it too. They're like, yeah, no, he's. It's not gonna be like we're gonna save it for that. It's like you already saw it. Let's do it again, but this time let's do it with much more oomph. And like the the beam has that kick to it. Finally, like it, when it comes out, it's not just a wispy fire. You're just like, no, it's like a destructive energy blast. And like, yes, that's how it's done. And then yes. later on, when it becomes even more powerful, like the fact that like it just feels like I'm like the only thing you needed was like actual sparks 
shooting off the back of his spines, and I would have been like a five year old screaming around the the uh, the theater, going <laughs> like waving my hands, like like I was uh, need to be. Uh, uh, put away in a mental asylum somewhere. I did like it when you were talking about him being juiced up. So after the moment when he's fire Godzilla from what Michael Daughtry said, and the music was amazing then. And obviously we would talk about how bear McCree did it, but (laughs) when you know, you know, full of spoilers, he's the Mm. king of the monster. So he's going to win. And all the Kaijus come Mm. and they have a look that's like, we traveled here as quickly as we could. We had to go. We didn't have Hollow Earth. But, and they bow, and he's there, and he looks at them. Yeah. And he gives he has order. that vibe of, mm. like, this is my house. Yes. I'm still the old man that's going to rule this home. Exactly. And he just kind of had that look. He might be the old lion, but he still runs the pride. Yeah, he does it, and he's like, that's right. Let's it's talk, still my house. Let's talk about the scene that I roll, I legit rolled a... An Indian style tear down my Native American. My buddy looked at me. He's like, "Are you alright?" I'm like, "I need a moment." Your single Native American tear. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Like the the toy spoiled it, but but the 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 and the previews give you a hint of it, but you don't know the full impact of it. So when he becomes Fire Fire Godzilla, Godzilla, it's the bird. By the way. Burning Godzilla, yes, but fire is what Michael. Burning Godzilla mode, like I don't know, people have always talked. I was was like, that's like a good power up mode. Like that could be like they used it. They turned it into Godzilla's Super Saiyan form. Like he literally has a color change. He is like there's bits of the energy flying off of him. Like it is a true like he's super saiyan. His God, eyes God, are God. red and orange. Red. The when beam is, he, yes, <laughs> when he steps and everything starts to melt. That that that. And the, the second music, he starts walking. And everything around him, and I'm like, holy shit, are you kidding me? And then, yeah, so he, he starts facing down Ghidorah. He releases the atomic pulse. That's where I roll. I'm like, you, you, you um, oh my God, I can die happy. <laughs> they brought in the atomic pulse. Not only that, but it had the Mothra power up too. Like the first time I, like, I heard the, the. Oh, the God the, race? The, yeah, the God, like, yeah, the, the God, like. When he does the atomic pulse. Oh, okay, okay, I get what you're talking every about. Time, every time you hear, yeah, like, yeah, okay. and then, boom, you hear Mothra's uh, cry with it. And then, I didn't notice the first and second time, you see her wings pop out in the pulse as it just decimates everything around it. And I'm just like, I, I'm like, I, my, my buddy turned me and he's like, I'm like, I need a moment. I need, like, you have no idea how happy that whole sequence just made me. Because... I grew up on the 90s films were the ones, they were our, those were the ones of our childhood. Like, those are the yeah. ones, and the Atomic yeah. Pulse was like a big move. It was like the first new technique they gave Godzilla in forever. And it, it was either used, it was used, you know, sparingly, or like only when like he was being like entwined by something. But this time they could like properly do it. They could do it, they can show you like the shockwave. They could do it, and like it was like watching a painting come to life. It is, uh, it is. For one of my showings, a guy above me, a couple seats, I heard him go, oh, Kong is screwed. Yes. (laughs) I was like, oh, Uh, no. Watching Gear's wings melt away. Like, each head just... Yeah, just lose it and try to hold... I mean, Uh, he steps on him, and the foot just just, And he melts into his chest. I'm like, yes, god damn it, yes, yes. (laughs) You guys get it. All right, let's talk about King Ghidra. Yes. Talk about the Joker of this movie. Yes. 
What did, yes. you, what did you think of the, uh, the the three heads with the separate personalities? I loved it. I mm-hmm. do know it was very evident in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. And it became a little bit less evident the as the film mm-hmm. continues. But they do have a lot to focus on. Yeah. I did like it. I'm... Sometimes I like things old school, but I'm okay with change. I kind of wish he was a brighter gold. Mm -hmm. He was a little thin around the waist, but it's fine. The wings balance him out. Mm -hmm. I love Ghidorah. He's one of my favorite kaijus. So I I really, 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 really liked him in this film. Mm -hmm. You felt that he was menacing, but not stupid. Yes. So was a good foil, well. was a good enemy mm-hmm. to Godzilla. And neither of them came off dumb. Yes. And that they were, like, you can see them as enemies. And you yes. can also see why the other one is a alpha rival. Yes, very much so. So I kept, they kept that foundation and spirit of Ghidorah really well. Mm-hmm. Ghidorah really well. And they actually kept him, they kept him a space monster. Yeah, and they and did the whole, they did. He's the invasive like species. And it, and it totally made sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I do, I, I did like what they did with mm-hmm. him. He wasn't just insane for no reason. You didn't have... It felt like he had purpose. Like it's, he again, had purpose. That's the he that's, came and he wanted to terraform and he wanted to become the alpha. Yeah, that was like the the beauty about those monsters is they have like they're not dumb. They're smart. They're thinking animals. Yes. Like, like that's in like you could see like there's a means to the end to all this. There's a reason why they're fun. like they treat them like animals, but they're much like the Toho films. They're clearly more than that. Like they they have means and methods of what they need to be doing. Hi, Brucey. Yeah. Bruce, my husky, came over mm-hmm. and Chris is he petting him pets. on the head. He just wants big pets. I he know. does. Like, you guys are talking about Godzilla again. <laughs> <laughs> He's always in the background whenever we have a podcast. Uh, okay, so Mothra. Ooh, Mothra. Okay. I know you have she... words. I know you have words. <laughs> she... I was always fine. I like her when it comes to my kaijus. Mm-hmm. I was always... If you had to section it down mm-hmm. to female kaijus, if one wants to become even more niche, mm-hmm. I prefer Biolente. Yeah. I'm just a Biolente girl. Mm-hmm. But Mother was fine, and I've always liked her in mm-hmm. the movies. However, she... This surprised me because I did not like her redesign. However, I understood that we are in a more CGI, take it for what I will say next, realistic way. If you Mm -hmm. had her looking the way (coughs) certain films looked, Mm -hmm. you could not take her seriously. You would take one look at her and be like, the rest of the three seem very badass. Mm -hmm. She looks like she's so fluffy and kind. Yeah. However, in this version, she had the insectoid eyes. Yes. She had... The bumblebee or the butterfly yeah. eyes. If you actually yeah. looked in the up close of what a moth, I mean, like the, what the, moths, butterflies, and dragonflies look like, what their yeah. eyes look like, the they have the design, hex eyes. The base design was there. The base design was there. Her wings were beautiful. You mm-hmm. never, with her god rays and the patterns and illumination, you and how fast she moved, you mm-hmm. never really got what exact patterns it looked like. But mm-hmm. you can have the art book. Yeah. She really. I, I was really surprised because I ended up loving her mm-hmm. because I think 
that she was such a good yin to Godzilla's yang. Yes. And with a symbiotic relationship, I, I know there's much a lot of fan art jokes. Yeah. However, she was perfectly there, and she was not only her own character, mm-hmm. but she also was a great supporting character as mm-hmm. well. And obviously, her front legs came in handy against mm-hmm. Rodan, and you could see her fighting off with Rodan and also holding on to her own and her sacrifice. Yes. And. Just everything was amazing. I did like that when she came down and she was able to kind of pinpoint where Godzilla was over mm-hmm. the ocean. Mm-hmm. When the skies open and Mark, Kyle mm-hmm. Chandler is like, what is happening? Yeah. There is subtle ways of doing it, which mm-hmm. I like the way Captain Marvel appeared to Tony on mm-hmm. Endgame. This was similar fashion. You saw the light. You saw her come down. She's the illumination. I was really glad there was no like overtly cheesy heaven beam of light and then she descends mm-hmm. everything about her was done really well you can believe that she is both loving and kind at the same time she is extremely protective mm-hmm. and she can be very vicious when she needs to be and she can definitely hold her own like after she fought Rodan mm-hmm. oh. and she and her wings were burning mm-hmm. and she was on top of the building and I mm-hmm. was like no she's dying the beautiful lady is dying mm-hmm. and then she sacrifices herself because she defends him mm-hmm. and she knew she was going to be blasted and mm-hmm. her god I just I loved everything she stole every scene that she was in she was also terrifying as a larva yes so usually I don't one only has limited financial means mm-hmm. but I tend to prefer Mothra figures and toys over the larvae stage mm-hmm but in this version, if I had the money, I would get figures of her. Because in the even in the larva stage, mm-hmm. she was very strong and powerful, independent in her own right. <laughs> strong, independent. Then, I know. She was amazing. Mm. So I really liked it. And also just the way the character was done. But definitely, she is... I, I think people... One of two things. I mm. do think people would watch a film of just her mm-hmm. because you want one. I don't know if I will watch one with any other kaiju. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying not just in this film, but definitely with her. Much like the nineties, almost like those late nineties films. You got to give her like a, like a, this is, a, this is one that you would see. There are some people, there are certain characters who spin off to their own solo and you go, why? Yeah. I don't think for her character it would be. I think people would watch that. Yeah, I mean, like after Godzilla, Mothra's one of the most like like backstory. Like, yeah, and she's yes, and she's full of like love. She's the queen of the monsters. Mm-hmm. Like Doctor Chen's character says, it's about hope, faith, redemption, love, all the other things. I when I came out of one of the showings, I mm-hmm. do believe that she would be the main focus point and draw in for. Young girls and boys. Yes. But a lot of little girls who went mm-hmm. loved her. Because I hear dads and moms talking like, oh, which monster did you like the best? And they're like, I love Mothra. She's beautiful and mm-hmm. she's smart and she fights well. <laughs> I could see where a lot of young girls and young boys would be really into well, that character. Even, even in Japan. Even in Japan. Mothra's main... As a huge female fan base. Yeah. That's, you know, she... That's why they when they killed off Godzilla in the 90s, they're like... We're going to do Mothra films because she's very popular with young kids and women. Like, 
And that's a big thing in Japan. Like, that's what we're going to focus on. And that's that's what we did. Uh, and again, say what you will. I, I, kinda, I really like those Mothra movies from the night. Like, two is probably the weakest of them all, but it's like... These are fantastic fantasy films. Like they yes, were, yes, they were very much. Complete so. opposite of everything Toho was doing with the Godzilla movies. I'm like, I enjoy the cre- Mothra One, Mothra Three. I enjoy immensely, and this one, <clears throat> uh, the the fact like that a they gave it's like she was the antithesis to the Mutos. Like she was yes. the opposite in the coin. Like for the Mutos who have a parasitic relationship with Godzilla. The Mothras have a symbiotic relationship with Godzilla. Like, yes, there, there's so much story there. You could all, you could honestly do like it, a comic book of like the ancient times of like the species coexisting together. Like, you could there's there's all kinds of stuff you can do. Like, in many ways, you can even look at like the Mutos as like the Batras of these series. Like, they are yeah. like yes. the evil moth yes. versions of Mothras because they are very similar in like their designs. And I'm like I'm like God. There's there's so much potential here. Like, at least give me a. Com- Give me a, you know what? If you can't give me a movie, give me an animated series. Legendary's doing one for freaking uh, Pacific Rim. Call up Netflix. Like, hey, look, we're doing this. You just did Ultraman. Let's do another God. Let's do our own Godzilla. I'm pretty sure Toe will be like, yeah, just pay us the, the royalty fees. We can probably knock this crap out. Do a Legendary verse uh, Godzilla series. Like, it was a limited, limited. Even in a movie, it just, just it's all takes place in the ancient times. Like, because they, they've alluded to so much was going on in those times. There were actual people walking around. And there were these super civilizations, much like Gamera. By the way, so much 90s Gamera stuff in what they're building, too. Like, the fact yeah. that it's like, that looks Atlantean right there. Like, all this, like all these things. Like, the fact that the Skull, the, the Skull Island tribes are, like, remnants of this, like, lost civilization. Yeah. All that stuff. And the... Uh, before we go, the, the the other biggest thing, the thing, the second thing that made me so happy about this movie is the this is the first time ever we got Mothra and Rodan fighting each other. Yes, in her two winged form. creatures. Yes, in and you can actually believe. As someone who looks out into her backyard, mm-hmm. I have seen sparrows and butterflies very close to each other, and you're like, "There's no way that butterfly's going to win." But in this version, mm-hmm. it's even seen because. We've already seen Rodan, and he's got very thick, plated, not plated, but he's got very thick reptilian skin. Yeah. You could believe that the two of them could hold their own together. Something about her also reminds me very much of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Gal Gadot. <laughs> Just beautiful and loving and kind, but compassionate at In the same frame. time. In her frame, but she can hold her own. But still can yeah. hold her own and can fight and be a warrior when she needs to be. So I and knows about sacrifice. Yeah, but I don't know. That brings us to Rodan. Okay, where's where we you and I clearly differ from what you you've been alluding. I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Oh, you know, I took a deep reflection in myself. Mm-hmm. I think it's just my own bias that I just don't like pterodactyls. Mm-hmm. Something about the shape of that reptilian bird, that prehistoric bird. I am just. I don't really like pterodactyls. Mm-hmm. Just and I th- sometimes you can like and dislike something just kind of based by association, the way it looks. Personally, I know that Ibraya is a crappy kaiju to many people, but since I love crustaceans, mm-hmm. I always lean towards him. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people love Rodan. Mm-hmm. 
I did like the way he was designed. I did like the fact that when he flew over very low to the city, there was a ripple effect with all the wind that came from、mm-hmm. underneath his things. I knew he was called the demon,、mm-hmm. uh, the fire demon. I don't know why. Every time I saw him, I just think to myself, "You dumb bird." <laughs> I don't know what it is. I saw him as kind of more of a bane to the last of the Nolan trilogy.、Mm-hmm. You kind of think he's a badass on his own, but really he just ends up bowing down to someone else.、Mm-hmm. The Talia、mm-hmm. to this king, you know, Ghidorah.、Yeah. But some people have pointed out that he is a kaiju. That if you beat him, then you earn his respect. Yeah, I, mean. I and I can see it both ways. I did like the facial expression he had when he was tricked into facing Monster Zero,、mm-hmm. and he had a oh crap! Yeah, when the two of them came together and they started fighting. I think I'm just not a Rodan person,、mm-hmm. so I don't. I just. He is a giant turkey. I, I don't. <laughs> but turkeys are terrifying. To be fair, turkeys are terrifying. Let me chase you. You know, but I think it's okay. Then they do that death dance around something. They do, they do, and I can, I can admit that other people love Rodan, and I can, I can see why. I can agree. I can respect their opinions, but to me,、mm-hmm. that 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 Dumber was someone else's bidding. <laughs> he he bidded to other people when he bowed down. To when he came last、yeah. and bowed down and like、mm-hmm. covered his face with his wings to Godzilla,、mm-hmm. he reminded me of like a court jester、mm-hmm. who's like, "Yes, my king." Yeah, he's been beaten yeah, yeah. down, and he just seems like. <laughs> But that's just me, and that's how I read the situation.、Yeah. I know other people don't read it. Did, did that whole sequence is my absolute favorite in the whole film. Like Gabrodan was the most out of everything I was looking forward to, looking forward to. Be a because again. So many years, he's been kind of treated as a goofball, and then when they do try to like re like revamp him, like Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla was the closest they got to bringing him back. The problem is that the puppet kind of doesn't work because he's、yeah. stiff, and you're just like, ah, there's so much potential here. This was the first time in like forever. It's like, oh yes, he's a massive threat. Like he looks. Fantastic! Yeah, he looked like he can be a threat, and he is a fire <clears throat> demon to villagers. That, they, they merged like the old stuff, like because every time he comes out, he comes out of a volcano, and they gave him like some of the fire rodan aspect where he's just constantly burning. Like I love, love that absolutely. The whole chase sequence between him and the F 18s Masterful. Yes, when he, when he turns <clears throat> in the air and he does the three sixty spin with his wings. Yes, I loved that. That was that, amazing. When he clashes with Ghidorah, like there's like an ump, and they're like, Jesus, they're killing each other. Like you actually, should, like they actually, like we're like going at it. I'm like everything about not like. And he's a smart bird. When he、yes. claps his wings together,、mm-hmm. and he just smashes like five jets at yeah, once. Oh my god! And the, there's a wonderful giant claw like homage in there. I, With his claws extended, the, you know, he the, the looks. Scene, scene when the when the、uh, the pilot ejects, and, and he goes right into his mouth. Yeah, he's, that's right out of the giant claw. I'm just like, oh my god, that everything about this is magnificent. That that whole sequence. By the way,、uh, before we, uh, uh, well, we're going to get into the score. Absolute favorite, like original score. In that, like, because he said it sounded like the Planet of the Apes theme. I love Planet of the Apes, and just the da da da. Like, I'm like. It's not the original theme, but like it's a 
damn good one for this alliteration of Rodan. I know he's not, like, used a lot. Like, he is a secondary character, but it, they did him so damn well. I, lo- I loved every bit of it. And before we move on, let's talk about the ancillary kaiju. I was going <clears> to <throat> say the other kaijus. Yes. Let's talk about them real quick. Uh, from the back, I thought the behemoth was Kong, because mm-hmm. they were both furry, and when he turned around, I'm like, oh, this is a woolly mammoth type of situation. Interesting. Very interesting. Did you notice, like, the second round, he's in, like, when the legendary logo comes up, he's one of the, the, the cutouts. So oh, like, Rodan things... on one side, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's on yeah, the yeah, other yeah. side. Yeah, um... It's, I think they, they're, they got plans for him for later on. I think they're like, we're gonna take a shine to this and put him in something more. Yeah. Because he definitely feels like a Kong villain more than anything else, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And then there's a, there was a Muto. There's yes. a Muto there. But there was, again, that's another wonderful harken back to, like, the old Godzilla movies. Like, what suit do we have laying around? Like... We have this computer model. Let's throw it in there so that way we don't have to design something new and build something from ground. That's like, new Mewtwo. There you go. That's clearly, it was like, we need another monster. We don't have the budget to create anyone. Just put another Mewtwo in there. Yeah. It's like, cool. I love Kumanga. Mm-hmm. And they had Skilla, Titanus Skilla, which was yes. very close to... Kumanga, except remind you know. Yeah, who, who I you? love spider-like characters. Do you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of the opening of the Godzilla animated series when those three monsters like are approaching. Right. That, so it looks exactly like that. I'm like, that's all that that that's what that is. That's from that animated ser- series opening. I'm just like, he was awesome. And yeah, again, it's a spider. Everyone can have a giant spider. And, yeah. And by the way, like there's the scans for the art book came out, and apparently they were yes. tried to put like Kumanga and. And Gigan, like, without... Ha- I guarantee Toho's like, you didn't pay us for these, so no, you can't use them. You can't use these characters. Yeah, yeah, because I believe this one had six legs if I wasn't misremembering. It, you know, I, was, I was fangirling out too hard. A, too, uh, to- I, and I like, I like that they're building their own monsters for this universe. Like, I, I welcome all of it. I welcome, like... The, the, I mean, I welcome the snuffle up against monsters. People have been calling him. Like, that, again, I took my brother to see this. Like, he was like, he never goes to the movies. He knows my love for these films. And even he was like, yeah, I kind of want to see this movie, man. Like, this looks awesome. Like, it, everything looks like a giant painting. And he saw, like, some leaked images. He's like, I got to see what that woolly mammoth thing looks like, man. Like, I got, so the whole time, like, I got up, I, when, when the ending happens, and you get to see him, like, the, the giant, he's like, like, dude, that was, that was pretty awesome. I'm like, the, the man, he's like, that thing trips me out. Like, I need to see more of it. I'm like, I got a feeling they're probably going to use him later on. Like, it felt like, because out of all of them, like, you see him in that spider. You see him the most, the most yes. Yeah. I was going to say, you see him in the spider. And we saw giant spiders on Kong Skull Island. That's what I think that they're they're alluding to. I think that they'll, those two, especially, are probably going to show up in Skull Island in some form. If not, if they probably do Godzilla 3. I know... A lot of people were already talking, like, oh, they're, they're, I'm like, I don't think this is the end of the road for any of these films yet. Like, let's get, let's get through Kong vs. Godzilla first before, you know, we call, you know, DOA on this thing. So. Yeah. We do <clears> want to <throat> say, because of the kaijus, they are brought to life through the love of CGI, but mm-hmm. also through performance capture artists. We definitely see it. So, TJ Storm did an amazing job as Godzilla. You and the on th- there, because I just want to blow smoke up his ass on <laughs> God. Remember, remember that time he had this? He has been on our panel <laughs> he has before. Been. I want him to, we need to get him to sit down so we can go in detail. Because he did an amazing job <clears throat> with the way they moved. And also mm-hmm. the three men was Jason Miles as the middle head. Mm-hmm. And then Richard Dorton as the left head. And 
Alan Maxson as the right head, the oh, thinking which one. Which one was Rodan as well? Someone pulled double Jason D. Lyles, I Jason believe. Lyles. Okay. But they did a great job because of the way these men moved. Mm-hmm. The necks also moved very like a snake, like yeah. a serpent. And usually the way Godzilla moved was like a heavy, angry man. Mm-hmm. I really feel that whenever people think of evil or Satan or the devil or so just all the stuff. The and way. even when certain characters try to morph into another, it's always snake-like. There's something serpent-like. Yeah. There's something between he- the relationship between humans mm-hmm. and serpents and what they represent. Mm-hmm. Some people love snakes and that's great. Mm-hmm. He moved in a very serpent-like way while Godzilla moved more like a, hu- a large human. Yeah. So you can see that as a antithesis <clears throat> to each other. So give give some wonderful, the much needed props to these guys because they knocked it out of the damn park. They are just like actors yes. as they, they did act. And there's stills of them doing all of that work. Real quick, real quick, because you're a woman of faith. Yes. I'm a filthy heathen. What do you think of all the religious, like, um, the, the religious imagery and, like, the slight religious connotation? I was actually just talking about it with my best friend. I was telling him that I can suspend belief on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I I am personally fine with uh, Good Omens. Mm-hmm. I am personally fine with The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Lucifer stretches a little bit too far for me. Mm-hmm. But, and of course, when Clark Kent is sitting in that church and it's so obvious in Man mm-hmm. of Steel, I was cool with it because there is a reflection to their personality. I didn't really think it was blasphemous, mm-hmm. but I did laugh mm-hmm. when... Ghidorah was on top of the mountaintop, mm-hmm. and he was king or the new god that's coming down. And then there was this huge cross yeah. in the very front. Mm-hmm. I did laugh at that. Again, like I'm a dirty heathen. That's something out of what Revelation, right? It's supposed to be like a Revelation. Yeah, like, like the dragons co- that come <clears throat> yeah, in the yeah. sky. Yeah. S- signal, yes, signify yeah, see, for Satan me, or the like, devil. See, when I see that, I'm just like. It was more like a chuckle for me. Yeah, I want to see that. I'm like. I Think that's something out of the Bible? I don't know. I but I'm like, I'll ask you. And then the head grows right back. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic, like little little adding to the character. Like when he when Godzilla tore off his head, I'm like, oh shit! Like I'm like, wait, I, I'm like, okay, something's wrong. And then they 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 show he's like, oh yeah, he's definitely like he's the inspiration for the Hydra. Like you cut, you chop off one head, the you know, yes. one grows back. Like I, and I love the way that he did like the skeleton comes out and then the skin grows over it and he's still kind of a dummy like a dum-dum like the middle head kind of like has to knock some sense into him yeah like i love that aspect like it's like okay here's and the why. right one's the thinker which is why he didn't attack the soldiers immediately yes and why yeah i, I love i love that that aspect it's like okay here's the reason why it's so hard to kill him because he can regenerate like the, like adding those little bits you're like so this is why this stuff's been going on for so long let's talk about the score what'd you think of the score I loved, because you brought it up in Rodan, we talked mm-hmm. about it when Fire Godzilla was walking. I did like, I loved what Bear did. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great. Some people felt that there were some missed opportunities. There should have been more of the original, what the kaiju sounded like, kind yeah. of mixed into the music. Some people didn't like the new stuff that was added. I thought he did great, I, especially yes. for an update of a modern time, but Very still... 
staying true. It needed to be its own thing. Yes. Like the 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 levels of like uh oh, like homage to the original like the the original uh, Godzilla March great, but he updated. I love love. Yeah. That Sometimes with, some things need to be updated. Drums. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Junkie XL score from um, the second uh, three hundred film, which I love to death. I I know a lot of people think that like that is like. Dude, that's a movie that makes the shame to get into the gym. Because it's just like, everyone's ripped and murdering. I'm just like... And that score, like, that... Like, when I saw that film, like, that... I'm like, okay, we gotta go find someone who's, like, committing some acts of... Like, some heinous acts. And we're just gonna have to axe them in the middle of the street. Because that's what this music makes me want to do. Music needs to have a swell of emotion brought from the audience. If you've ever seen certain movie trailers with and without music, Mm -hmm. I have bought into the marketing of take all my money just from the music score alone. Not realizing that the movie is just mediocre when Godzilla is walking. Yeah. As fire Godzilla. Mm -hmm. I'm sure seeing everything melt is badass. Mm -hmm. That's great. But there's a different swell of feeling that brings tears and excitement to you even if you're just a passing Godzilla fan mm-hmm. when it's coupled with the music yes very much so like yeah and never and like it's 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 so great and, you know like just when he rises up you get the 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 classic score and then later on like they they move the classic score into like the newer version of the classic uh, march the only thing that I still have like and I was talking to my brother who's kind of like a metal guy after this because we were sitting there through the credits and he turns to me and he's like, why of all people did they get Serge Tankian to re-record that song? I'm like, I don't know, man. It just doesn't feel right. He's like, that, that. it's like, look, I like System of Down. I don't like when they're, when they separated and they, Serge went off on his own and Scars on Broadway. And he's just like, this feels too corny. Like, he is not the guy to be doing this. They could have gotten anybody else. But it's like, it's like, Serge, we'll give you a pack of cigarettes if you come re-record Blue Oyster Cult's Godzilla. Like, to me, that even I'm just like, couldn't you just use the original song? Like the original song's fine, or gotten anybody else? I'm like, and again, nothing against Search Tankian, but it's just it sounds so forced. Like that's the only aspect I'm, that I didn't care for. I'm just like, ah, okay, whatever. Past that, Bear score, magnificent. I've listened to that score like five times now in my car, like every car ride I'm on. I'm just like. Like, yeah, let that let that build the the chance in the back, the Mothra one. They get the little even like they don't exactly sing, but they even like Mothra. Like they get oh, yeah. the little like like oh, it's mag freaking magnificent. Oh my god. Um, so anything else? Anything else? Oh my goodness, I loved the cinematography. I know it was a little Good bit dark Lord, for great? some people. Yes. Oh no, no. But they the special effects it. was amazing. It, the cinematography was really beautiful. The thing is, I did see it with the digital protection projection that was 60% brighter through IMAX. Yeah. I do understand. But the thing is, you know, some fights happen at night. Some fights happen during the day. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of us are hurt over the Game of Thrones fight when it was dark as heck. Yeah. However, when, you know, Ghidorah goes places, the electrical storm, rain... Mm-hmm. It becomes cloudy. The weather yeah. is affected it's also where it's he also, goes. It's an easy thing to hide the... Uh, and when it's like a little bit darker, thing. it's easier to do special Just effects and CGI. Like, believe me, that's part of the reason why I love the final fight yeah. in Kong. Yeah. Because that daylight fight is so masterfully done. Like, yes. it looks 
stupendous. There are so many beautiful <clears throat> cinematography moments. There are, I call them wallpaper moments. Yes. If you can make into your, money shots. Yeah, your yeah. background or your Facebook cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like Cap mm-hmm. limping and facing Thanos and his army by himself mm-hmm. at Endgame is like the moments where you just see oh, two or three of them. There's so many. The, the cross with, you know, Ghidorah on top of the mountain. There is any time... Godzilla and Ghidorah is facing each other. Mothra coming down mm-hmm. from the sky. Mm-hmm. She is. She has. If you freeze frame it, she has mm-hmm. a beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. And also when she's fighting Rodan in the sky, oh, there are certain moments. I that. feel like when your 4K DVD comes in, mm-hmm. you screenshot it. You pause. You screenshot. Yeah. You put it up. I, someone already got a shot of the the Tom Pulse going off with the wings. And I already got that as a background on my phone. Ooh. The, I have the the concept art of God of Mothra and Rodan fighting as my as my Facebook header right now, um, and then let's we have to talk about like the end credits lead up to something. More. I was gonna say all the Easter eggs. My God! Oh, first off, the Oxygen Destroyer. Oxygen Destroyer. Which is, by the way, was like I'm like I'm like like they're like it's a, it wasn't like a downplay thing. It's like it's a prototype for testing like. Uh, it's, we call it an oxygen destroyer. I'm like, and they show you like the missile and the actual devices in there. And I'm like, oh, and like when it goes off, it's just this, yeah, ultra like because even in in Godzilla vs Destroyer, like because I, I just recently went back and watched every single film, so I was like, this is a little more fresh. I'm like, they they explain it's like because like they're like, oh, you're lucky they didn't open this thing up above ground. Like in the water, the yeah. water, you know, and all the fishies it. Fly they up. killed everything, yes, <laughs> and, and it created the microbe like destroyer organism. But like, Godzilla had, was winning, exactly. and then he got out, uh, had, screwed but, by the people. But the, I forgot the kid's name, but he says, it, had they opened it over above in, in the air, it would have decimated all of Tokyo. Like, that's how powerful this oh, thing yes, is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, like, I had jumped back to the film. Yeah, but no, yes. no, but that, and that's the thing with the oxygen, when they show you, like, when the bomb goes, because it goes like, like a couple of meters under the water and it's just this massive unforgiving like like purple like almost jack kirby explosion and it's just like oh my god um but in fact it doesn't quite work either kind of tells you something too like it didn't technically kill godzilla it didn't technically kill Ghidorah. it just killed everything in the ocean <laughs> and you see that in the post credits it's just like nothing nothing's alive here anymore like okay so there's there's implications to this the um, the end credit end when credit. Jonah gets Ghidra's head. I I still don't know. Look, I don't know where they're going with it. There, I clearly, I think this. I I don't believe any of that because he's not listed for Kong versus Godzilla. So this is clearly setting up something else for Godzilla three. Um, a lot of people are like, well, you know, it's not doing that well. I'm like, no, no, it's it's doing fine. And most likely, they're going to do a third one because they already got you know everything invested into this. As much as people are wanting to kind of talk down on it, but where they're going with that, like the Ghidra's head, like they're oh they're going to build Mecha Ghidra. I'm like, I don't think they're going that way. I think the they're, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, cause, well, I mean that's that's what we've all seen because the iconic imagery in the '90s films is like they got Ghidra's robotic head. They're like, hey, we're going to build Mecha Godzilla. This I'm like, I don't know if they're going that way or not. Um, the little Easter eggs in the end, setting it for Kong versus Godzilla. I was gonna say every single shot they've had of him, not the ones on the wall. Yeah, 
It's just the one footage they have from the seventies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the fact that they're like they leave off in like leaving like they're like new kaiju showing up at Skull like they're like some stuff's going down Skull Island. This is where we're going next. And the fact that I live in a world where there, it, it look, I even said like I won't believe it's happening until, until I you see. see something of it. Like I still, part of me still doesn't believe they shot this movie. Part of me, like there's a part of me that's just like no, this this is like something will happen and it won't get released. We, you know, or it's not. I'm like, there's no because it was that was always the pipe dream of like Kong versus Godzilla rematch because of the two different IPs. Like it never happened again. But now it's like what, legendary, like Thomas Tall of all things, his last final grip on on you know power at legendary is like I'm making this movie one way or another. I don't give a crap. Like I will go down with the ship, but this movie is happening. I'm like you know what? God bless you if it does. Do you think the tagline will be the headline that we saw, which is "What is a king to a god"? I like that. I do like that a lot because part of they don't call him King Kong. They called it Kong. It's Kong, just Kong. Kong. It's just Kong. I think Kong. it's a rights issue thing, too. But, like, I do like that. It's like, because, and again, a lot of, like, dumb fans are like, ooh, he's so small. I'm like, like, they already set it up. Like, Kong, like, in that movie, Kong's like a teenager. He's still young. Yeah. He's still growing. There's a lot of other stuff going on. Like, they're clearly going to make him uh, somewhat equal footing to Godzilla. Because otherwise, what's the point of having it? Like, what's the point of doing that movie? He's just going to be a tiny little thing compared to Godzilla. Like, He's going to be huge when you see him the next time. Like, they show you in the last film, like, his parents were massive. Um, and that, and that, that the, poor baby's by himself. But the, there's so much more. But there's, but they're like, there's more monsters. There, there's that mysterious egg thing that they find. Like, I'm like. Yeah, okay. the egg. I was going to say, yep. Like, okay, what, what are you doing? Where is this going? Because clearly it's not just about calling Godzilla. Like, they're expanding this world that they built to something even bigger. And we saw a glimpse of things like Angiris. What I, in my mind, I would like to think. I mean, I know. I Adam, need to look at the art. I know Adam Wingard was posting pictures of like smog monster, but again, I don't. We don't know what other monsters they they might have the rights to that they just haven't told us yet, or they might be making their own one, or they might be doing something. But Kong versus Godzilla clearly isn't just about Kong and Godzilla. Nor is it clearly. I don't believe that they're just going to be like, oh, we're, they're going to fight and team up. I'm like, I don't think it's going to be that cut dry. I think it's going to be something else. So, but, and we got, unfortunately, we found out today we're not going to find out at Comic-Con because there's no going to be no Warner Brothers. Warner college. Brothers does not have a panel presence at Hall H this no. year for San Diego Comic-Con. But it's in March, and I think they're going to stick to the March. I think, that, I mean, we should have been talking about this movie two months ago. But Warner Brothers got cold feet because it was nestled between Captain Marvel and only a couple of weeks before Avengers Endgame. And they're like, all right, that's too much of a risk. Um, next March, so it's clear sky. So Congress versus guys, I think, comes out March 20th of 2020. So we have that to look forward to. And it's only eight months away. It's like the first time ever, like, two-year gap between Kong, Skull Island, and this film. Five years between that, like now it's like back to back. March thirteenth, twenty twenty. Oh, March even closer, even closer. So we only got like two hundred and some odd days. So we'll definitely see a trailer sooner than later. Um, but until then, it's like you know what? Let's bask in the warm, glowing glow of this magnificent film before we look forward to the next thing. I know a lot of fans were like, "Oh, well, you know, it's not like." First off, don't listen to, don't listen to all the sites. They're desperately trying to make it seem like no, our poor review of this film is apt and that you should you should feel bad for liking this film 
Um, and that, you know, there's a reason why it's doing poor because, you know, it's not a good film. It's like, no, no, you guys are just, you have your heads up your ass. Like, it, it's become a thing. I've noticed something, I've noticed something in the last few years that when it comes to critics, they all seem to be in the same boat when it comes to, like, general consensus on a film. doesn't matter what it is. Like, you can look at any film. Most critics are pretty much, like, we're all in the same boat of, like, either we like this or we don't. And lately, the thing that, and I used to do this stuff all the time. I used to do this back in the day. I used to write, I ran a website, I used to write reviews and stuff. And it's like, it, mine was like, did this movie work? Is it fun? Does it work on its merits? Today, it's like, my personal politics are first in my review. And if they don't line up with my personal politics, then it's, that's the first thing that doesn't work. The second thing is, I don't like smashy, mashy, smashy CG fest. That seems to be the thing. That's what got Battle Angel such bad reviews by critics. And everybody that went and watched it like, yeah, this is magnificent. I don't know what you're complaining about. And it's the same thing when they overpraise something. It's like, uh, I think the best example is, and, and not to like Mudrake, but like Captain Marvel. They praise the hell like, this is the next great thing. And most people are like, eh, it's, it's fine. It's a fine film. I wouldn't say it's the grand grander thing that you're talking about like and then they you know, see it in a thousand think pieces of why it is and why you're wrong that's all I've been seeing about Godzilla has been like well here's why you people are wrong and you shouldn't be liking it it's like no 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 I think um, I think you guys are just idiots and you're not helping your cause by doubling down on like well you know our, we, we need to be validated like they're little children that need to be validated like no we said this is bad so you shouldn't watch it it's like now, the movie overall is doing fine. It's The problem is that the last second, they slightly uptick the projection. They didn't quite meet it, but you know what? It was still within the the projected means that they thought. <clears throat> it's doing very well worldwide. China's doing pretty damn good where it counts. Like, A lot it, of the finances definitely from there. Also, Zhangzi is in it, so and she is a darling over yeah. there. I think the series is absolutely fine. I, you know, there people are like because they all, everyone on on in, in the community that doesn't really pay attention to this stuff, they're going off with Shinji Aguchi said like two years ago when he was touring. They're like, uh, I guess we're not making any more Godzilla movies until after the legendary deal is done in 2020. And everyone kind of took that as gospel. And a lot of people have said like that's not quite exactly what is happening. Um, the fact that. Toho is actually expanding statewide, and they're looking to, like, really break the character out here, which means it's like, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be making $15 million films in Japan to import over here. That might mean that they're looking to keep Warner Brothers making these films and Legendary yeah. making these films, and then getting their own things out here, because it works well for everybody. A, they don't have to put up any money. They're just taking in money and letting someone else do the heavy work. As long as these movies just turn a profit, they don't have to turn huge profits, but they'll turn a profit. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, it, it, everything works for everybody. I do think that, you know, after Shin Godzilla was such a huge hit, they'll give it another try. They'll, they'll, I think they'll, it's fine to do both. I think they'll do both. I think that You can have your American version and your Japanese version. Very much. I mean, the fact that we so had... So people can have two choices. Exactly. We had... 2014, we had the Edwards film. 2016, we had Shin Godzilla. Like they can they can coexist. They can do both. No one's going to get confused by them because clearly one is going to look a little different, little more expensive than the other. Let's just put it that <laughs> way. 
And I know Warner Brothers now that they're paying for like more of these like they're they're putting more money for these films. They have a bigger say in what they want with these things. Um, that you know they they're probably gonna have to come to the terms of like let's make a happy little agreement like because that's why we got the animated films because like we got to do something in the interim. And again, I wouldn't mind Toho like maybe just tr- keeping at the experimental rate like let other people try making and you know what? give another I, I said give the animation another shot. Like, and I like those films, but it's like, you can do more with that medium than what you did. Like, there is much more potential there. Don't let that be your only outing. So, if we, that, if we can figure out how to juggle all that in this, at the same time. And also, I want more Kong films. I want a Kong solo world where he has a, Ross, a rogues gallery, and he's got some buddies. That's the one thing I've always wanted for Kong, because he's like this... this He's this most he won, second, probably the most famous monster, even over Godzilla in many aspects. But all of his outings, except for the Japanese ones, it's like we're just remaking the same movie over and over again. And it's like the to- yes. Toho had the had the like we're giving him other monsters to fight. He's got Mechanic Kong, he's got Gorosaurus, he's got Godzilla. It's like I want more of that. And that's what Skull Island started promising me something. I'm like. I want more. Give me, like, his his big bag. Yeah, I think, like, I feel toward pterodactyls. Mm-hmm. I am not really a primate person. Mm-hmm. I'm not a primate person. Mm-hmm. But Kong Skull Island had changed it for me. Yeah. Because he had a lot more expressive of a facial structure. Mm-hmm. Expressions, excuse me. And yeah. also, there was more promise of other monsters yes. and other giant... More primitive forms of is my, is my things, you know, that live with him on yeah. that island, or maybe off or near the island. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, I like that world. I like I, I like what they're building. I want to see this go. I want to see them go to, but give me comics, give me a cartoon series. I, as much as you can, as legendary can squeeze out of this, because we can have our cake and eat it too. Look, I keep saying it's a wonderful future we're living in. It's, 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 you know, everyone says, oh, what a bleak future we live in. It's like, no, it's a magnificent future because there's no point in the last 20 years. If you came to be a young person, like, hey, guess what? One day there's going to be a series of American Godzilla films and they're all pretty good and they're all awesome looking. And like, I'd be like, you're a liar. You're a lying liar that lies. Like, go away, future me, because I don't want any more of your, 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 uh, your filth. <clears throat> it's, it's not, it all came true. We're living in a time where it's like, we we have everything we want. We're it's blissful, and the fact that people are like pashalia, that's what angers me. That's what angers me more than anything else in the world. Oh, like so you know, I grew up thinking we may not see another Godzilla versus Kong film. You know, this is very much my second third chance with a Batman versus Superman like Titans fighting. Yep. I also feel like this could be a you could be the Lord and King. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, like I Winterfell, yeah. and then the rest of us can be the king of the six six kingdoms mm-hmm. instead of seven. Yeah, I really do feel like Godzilla could be the king of the north, mm-hmm. and then God, I'm sorry, King Kong could be the king of the north, and Godzilla is the king of everything else. <clears throat> I could see that as kind of a prediction for the next film. I look. I want these to like as much as like. There's a lot of king words being thrown <laughs> around, so like, like Marvel is coming into their most trying times now. They got rid of their two flagship characters. They got rid of Tony. And they got rid of uh, Steve. The, Steve. Oh, <clears throat> Steve. The major reasons people tune out, turn in for those films. 
Now, they've done a pretty good job of building the secondary characters, but I'm, like, I'm very, like, realistic. I'm like, all right, if you know that Tony's never showing up again, are you really turning out for... I mean, Guardians 3, they said, it's like, oh, they're hanging out with Thor. That's something. But it's like, you're really going to be turning out for Doc Strange, too? Like, You know what they're trying with the ensemble <clears throat> cast of Eternals? Ah, uh, yeah. They're trying luck. with good that one. Good luck with that. I'm not high on that director that they got. I'm not high on the Eternals, and I'm like, you are digging. This is like the this is this is you pulling. This is Marvel pulling the Inhumans thing that they did like five years. ago. I'm like, look, you have to have something big or be setting up something huge if you're doing the Eternals. I'm like, this is like bottom rung like Jack Kirby stuff. I'm like, no one knows this stuff, and so unless you got something very big and bolsterous, like you're gonna have to really impress me. I'm like, I, all I keep saying is that. I'm pretty sure they're glad they have X-Men because that will bail them out of whatever hole that they've dug them into. Because something tells me that they might not be holding on to Spider-Man very long either. <clears throat> so I could see that. Like, in, So, you know, keeping a franchise going is... I mean, that's all Warner Brothers does now. They got their Lego movies. They have these films. They got uh, the Harry Potter universe stuff. So, and, you know, that's... You know, keep that, keep that gravy train rolling, so... I want it. I want it going. I want it going forever. And the beauty is, since these films take so long, they give you enough breathing time that when they finally come back around, you want more. That's true. Yes. I looked up the director because I was pretty sure it was Chloe Zhao. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because you don't like the writer. And that that's damn, I why. I hate that movie. Yes. That's why you. You know what, though? She could Look, surprise you. Again, I, I, I will. I will go into that movie. Like, again, I there are people... Like, I wrote off M. Night Shyamalan for the longest time. A lot of people did, Chris. Yes. <laughs> uh, then I got I got, I got got dragged to see Split, and I'm like, that didn't suck. That was actually a slight return to form. Like, it was, I'm like, I enjoyed that. Oh, All my right, gosh. Are you going to talk about Glass? I like Glass. I actually... Uh, I got okay. up, I'm like, wow, I really like that movie. And I saw a lot of people like... What, what was that? I'm like, this is everything he said. I'm like, because I love Unbreakable. And when I knew that, that that twist was coming at the end of Split, but I'm still like, okay, I'm interested in what you do. I'm like, I, I really like everything that they did with Glass. I'm like, you can keep this going, and I'll be okay. As long as you keep doing this, M. Night, like, I'm cool with you. But you, like, this is like me getting back into a formerly abusive relationship. I'm like... <laughs> The second, oh uh, the first signs come up, I am gone. I'm out of here. <clears throat> look, and I, I tell that, I, I said, look, if anything, by all means, the Russo brothers should have never directed a Marvel film because they're only, like, community. was community, uh, uh, rest development, and then their only movie was You Mean Dupree. So, she could, she could easily, like, wow me with internals. But, again, the writer was such a flaming wreck of a film for me. I'm just like, these these are the choices you made? Like, this film has no meaning to it whatsoever. And I know it's based on a true story, but it's like, you used the same, you used the real people from the, like, there's a reason why people don't do this. Like, that was a very tough sit for me. And I'm just like, people, I, I know. Everybody has that one again, odd choice. Again, that, this was definitely a film on top of It's like everybody like, dated that one person that yes. you're like, ooh, at the time was the, great, the but I don't review, know why I dated that person. The reviews that we got was because people put their politics forward first, and they kind of wouldn't, didn't want to quite, quite, quite give it like this, the, the proper criticism that it deserved. 
Anything else before we wrap up? Because good Lord, have we been going on forever. No, it's okay. We can probably, I mean, this is one of those films that we probably can go on forever. I mean, five years. It took five years from, I mean, we started the podcast a year before it came out. Before the 2014 one. So this has been a long time in the making. And then we got Kong versus Godzilla. We have a, there's so much, so much. I mean, oh, it's, it's a beautiful time. Ah. Even, I mean, I even like that Pacific Rim movie from last year. Like, yeah, I, I live in a magnificent future. Like, this is clearly not the darkest timeline. Um, but, yeah, other than that... For I, films. I, for films. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say the world's not as bleak as everyone makes it out to be. But past that, um, that that's for another podcast for another day. There, um, We'll be back. Uh, we got we to gotta get back to get... We got to, you know, for the, the, for the uh, months out... Because we have so much other crap to talk about that even the fact that there's going to be a video game. Ah, like, we'll just leave that tease. Like Some people will still say they, they'll uh, they'll see it. They'll believe it when they see it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Like, if that, that, that rumor is true, like, I am, like, I'm truly, like, I can. I'm I will be at E3 it. next week and I will, I, my eyes will be peeled. Yes. Yeah, you might have to get some stuff for me, too. I got a lot of goodies. All right, well, um, all right, so, so there you go, people. That is our long-winded review of Godzilla King of the Monsters. been a while, so we figured we'd take a little more time on this one. Um, plus, you get a double dose of Jessica, because you've been having to listen to my nasally whine for the last few months. So, glad to have you back. Um, Jessica, on that note, where can people find more of us? Yes, we are on iTunes mm-hmm. under the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. We're also on Stitcher. Stitcher. We're on Google Podcasts as well now. I Google Podcasts as well. I know some people have a love-hate relationship with Apple iTunes. Mm-hmm. We, to find us on a more she social... dead soon, I heard. Yeah, I know. Ooh. There was also that. <laughs> this whole this whole stick might be changing soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are also on Facebook mm-hmm. for, under the Kaiju Kingdom podcast as well. Mm-hmm. You can also email us for those who want to be more private, exactly the same, the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We are also going to be at uh, publicly, we can't actually announce yet our future conventions. But hopefully, if you followed us in the past, hopefully we will return for those as well. If you saw us last year or any of those, just know that's where we're going to be. Yes, until we can publicly, officially announce it. Yes, until then, our lips are sealed. But you could probably take an educated guess. Let's put that right. So, yeah, uh, on that note, that will do it for this very long episode of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. For myself and Jessica. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.